Two walks of light, man, you go pick and choose. I seen these features to get in the loop. Put to they pointed like Tupac and Juice. They got sick of the running and pick up the dudes. Wolfo gon' make niggas shake and they boots. Looking like Ricky when they in pursuit. I got a dream that I'm trying to pursue. If it feel, I'm like Biggie, just give me the loop. Megatron, Megatron, bitch, I'm a villain. Pressure wrong, pressure wrong, to make a killer. Leprechaun, leprechaun, green to the ceiling. Put six stops up on your head, now you crillin'. Double cross me from the gang, you forbid it. Never a way that you gon' be forgiven. Weapons draw, weapons draw, that's what it's doing. This happens every day, they are spinning. Talk to my demons, got me believing that I'ma go crazy like I'm out of I'ma just go right through anyone in front of my money and everything I'm trying to do. But they can't stop me, these niggas don't like me, these niggas is whack and I feel like a noob. Some of them, they just be blind to the fact cause they mids got some up and they don't have a clue. I'ma just leave all these little niggas hurt, all you gotta do is just mention me first. Niggas be mad cause they making this dirt and be me cause I put all these beats in the hearse. They like the way I be going berserk, be like me but they putting in work. Talking on Twitter, I'm thinking they first mention me and I bet you my niggas gon' lurk. Niggas, they knew I was different since birth, you not a hundred, don't like to converse. Niggas these bitches should put on the skirt. Send you to the doctor, we send you to the nurse. Keeping the fuck cause I stay on alert. Finish a nigga and want us for sure. Get to the line and I'm finna convert. You not eating your niggas room for dessert. Hate is contagious, but I got the anecdote. Pop in they top like I open the kinnacle. They niggas ever forget and they think I'm in last. I'll drop 50 just like I'm Leandro. I make your bitch come right out of her pantyhose. Niggas run up and these niggas all pinnacle. Ripping these beats on my words, highly flammable. 007, the motherfucking animal. Ah. <clears throat> yo 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 what is up what is up youtube boxing family it's k right here i'm back at it with another good show for you guys um we're gonna be recapping well um we're gonna be doing a you know early fight prediction for uh, t fima lopez versus pedro campa and then we're gonna also do like a recap off of virgil ortiz uh virgil like uh, versus Michael McKinson, and then talk about some other stuff in boxing, and that's pretty much it. But I got my brother, Mr. Uh, Dehab, in the building. What is up? What's going on, man? Thanks for having me. Uh, I don't think I can hear you. Oh, can you can you hear me now? Your voice is like a little bit low. It is. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, um way better. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Uh, but yeah, how's everything? You know, um, how's you know everything going? Oh, it's like I said, it's shit right now because uh, I'm in I'm in the DMV and DMV just got hit by a storm, so bottom of my fucking house is flooded, and I had to deal with that nonsense. But I'm cool for now. <laughs> what like like in Baltimore or you know? No, like no, not in Baltimore. I'm like I'm like in like in a suburban area near College Park, but. It got fucked up all the same. Like the whole, like it was like an inch and a half of water down here. It was, it was fucked. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was, it was terrible. Like the way this house is designed is fucked. I'm so glad I don't, I don't own this house and I'm just renting it. But oh, you know. good, good. <laughs> yeah, it's annoying. Yeah, but um, what you think about uh, this past um, weekend's uh, fights? I mean, it was whatever. I mean, the you know the card was the card, and Virgil did what we expected. I mean, Michael McKinson, with all due respect, was a nobody who fought nobody who literally cannot punch. Like, there are some people that don't have a lot of punching power that can actually punch, 
Michael McKinson cannot punch. He does not know how to throw a proper punch. His punch selection is not fantastic. His punch application is non-existent. He does not have he not only can he not punch, but he does not have the physical ability to apply any pressure. And the fact that and the fact that he actually hit Virgil as cleanly as he did just shows you that Virgil's head movement is limited. And yeah. when somebody like 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 if somebody with power landed the shit that Michael McKenzie was able to land on Virgil, Virgil would be fucked. Yeah, that's what I was telling Stormy B Man the other day, and he pretty much like agreed with me, like uh, like agreed like on with me because he literally said like if you hit Virgil, you know, with a really heavy loaded shot, he gets knocked out any day of the week. Yeah, and, like I I remember I remember uh, before before Sean Porter got mandated on Bud. People were talking. People were talking that dumb shit, saying Bud was ducking Virgil Ortiz, and I was like, "Are y'all crazy? Bud would retire Virgil. It would. It would need. It, it would be some one way ass traffic." <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why Bud wanted to fight Virgil Ortiz. You know, like instead of Sean Porter, <laughs> Gee, Virgil Ortiz. Virgil Ortiz would have been some easy ass money. Sean Porter at least moves his fucking head every now and then. Virgil Ortiz would have sat there. Threw some punches, looked good for the first three rounds, and then started getting beaten the fuck up. That's yeah. all that would have happened. He would he would have he would have looked good for the first three rounds, real aggressive, popping the jab, keeping Crawford on the back foot. And then Crawford would have let off some shit, got him hurt, and then finished him off. Yeah, I just felt like Virgil got worse from that last performance because you know he didn't like like he didn't even you know improve from the. Uh, from the Maurice Hooker fight, he, you know, he looked like dog shit, you know, coming back. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, he came out of the hospital from whatever he was suffering and he had some time off. And and that's the worst thing about this is that McKinson abandoned his game plan that he used successfully his entire career. He, he decided to try to get, Vir, try to get uh, Virgil's respect with power. And it's like, bro, who the fuck is coaching you? You, your, your entire team knows you cannot punch. Why would you run directly at Virgil, the guy with all knockouts? It was it was just stupid. I'm honestly surprised the fight lasted as long as it did. Yeah, I actually thought uh, Michael McKinson was actually winning that fight until Virgil knocked him out. <laughs> uh, well, you know, that's I mean, I personally didn't have him winning. I didn't really have him winning that many rounds because he wasn't really doing shit. But you know, I mean, teach their own. It's just like I said, he abandoned his his game plan. Yeah. Like, like Michael was just thinking, like, oh well, I can, I can, I can go blow for blow with Virgil, and the minute he did that, he just, just gets dropped, and then that's when I was just like, yeah, look, I don't, I don't, I don't think too highly of like European fighters. I, you know, that's why that I call them Euro bums because uh, the mass majority of them just don't have like a proper high ring IQ coming into their fights and. Like, you know, most of them are just so used to just, you know, standing right in front of you. And, like, I don't know if you can, you know, like, agree, but, you know, they just don't make any proper adjustments. And they have too much of a high ego to, to think that, you know, their fighting style is, like, the best style for them to win the fight. Yeah, you know, especially from the U.K., a lot of them have that Xander Queensberry style. And the worst part about that is... The, the, the worst part to me is that they never adapt their boxing style to their attributes. 
they like what they bring to the table. That's the thing about that's the thing about the American style. Like it's not it the 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 Queensberry boxing style is not a style that can be one size fits all like the Soviet or the Cuban models because they emphasize either movement or strength and conditioning or or, or, or some shit like that. The Queensberry boxing style is just a standard. It's just a standard, you know, a standard boxing style that they all use, and they don't tweak it at all. That's why. That's why they're. That's why the variations in their performances are so vastly different. Like you'll have someone like Liam Smith who could use it and do a decent amount of damage, you know, beat up some people, and then you'll see a motherfucker like, uh, like what's his name, like Isaac Lowe, just get wasted back to back using the same style. So it's like, like when when it, whenever his competition gets increased, so it's like, damn, like. They just they just don't adapt, you know. The the punch selection is the same. The punch like I'll put it this way: the Queensberry boxing style is easy to train to beat because they're all gonna fight the same. Like you yeah. can ease you can easily train for somebody that fights like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, but the greatest example of that was when um I saw that one white fighter. Uh, I think his name is um. Shit. Um, his name is Chris Billum Smith. He's a cruiserweight, right? And he went up against this like other dude that I forgot what his name was, but he just came out with the same, you know, you know, uh, like how should I say, you know, like you know, about the same fighting stance. You know, he didn't make any like adjustments and shit, and he just kept getting hit with it, like kept getting hit with the same shot over and over. And I'm just like, you talk, you're talking right. about Isaac. You talking about Isaac Chamberlain that fight? Yeah, 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 yeah. That one. Yeah, that fight was trash. I, honestly, I started to watch it and I had to turn it off. I was like, you, both these dudes fucking suck. Yeah, Isaac Chamberlain. I was just not sold on him because I thought he was like good, but then uh, once he got his ass kicked by um by who Lawrence O'Callie, right? I was just like, bro, like, like seriously, like you need to like really get out of what the UK. <laughs> and the and the bad part about that is Lawrence O'Callie isn't good. Lawrence O'Callie's not that good. And and, yeah. and his, yeah, his last fight should have told everybody that he's just he's not that good. He's not consistent. You you up you up the fucking you up the comp on any of these dudes, they're gonna they're gonna take an L. Like the cruiserweight division is 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 lacking like serious. Like I think I think the best cruiserweights are probably like uh, like Brandon Glanton and uh, what's what's his name? They call him the Nigerian Pitbull. What the fuck is that dude name? Oh yeah, yeah, FA like a pochi. Yeah, there we go. FA a pochi. Yeah, that dude. Yeah, I think. I see those two, you know, like um, run it back because. Uh, yeah, that was a good ass fight. That that yeah. was really fight of the year, and it didn't get enough respect. That shit was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Um, um, another good. You know, rising up and coming rookie cruiserweight that I think that might do damage is that Najee Lopez guy out of Georgia. He's a cruiserweight. Yeah, I have yet to see him fight, but I look, uh, I look forward to it. I suppose. Yeah, I think I think he should fight a heavyweight. I don't I don't see why he's staying at cruiserweight, but I think he's, he's just doing it. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, no, 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 no. Like I just think that you know campaigning at cruiserweight doesn't really make any sense because you know the, uh, there's no big money so i think i think heavyweight would be like the best like you know um um option yeah. i think stephen shaw should cut down the cruiser stephen shaw would be a motherfucker at cruiser. 
Yeah, I think so. I think I think Stefan Shaw looks more of like a cruiserweight versus yeah, like real, a yeah. He real small. I mean, I know he's six four, but you know, like Usyk is six three. So shit, I'm like, if you get if you can bust down the cruiserweight, you can do some serious damage. Yeah. <laughs> no, for real, Stephen Shaw outbox everybody at cruiserweight right now. Yeah, Stephen Shaw will probably be undisputed pretty quick. <laughs> hey, who? He'll smoke the current champions. Current champions are fucking garbage. Too. Stephen Shaw will walk all over the current champions. Yeah. Um, how'd you think about his um recent um um performance? Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I'd like to see some things tighten up, but he was facing. He was facing uh, that dude, uh, Joey Joey Deweco, Deweco or whatever his name is, and that guy is known for not getting knocked out. He's real, real fat. He's real, real rugged, and uh, you know he's not known for getting knocked out. The stoppage was, you know, his corner stopped it because he was just getting his ass beat. So you know, uh, it, it was a tough opponent, but you know there are some things that Stephen Shaw could have tightened up on defensively, moving his head, always following up, uh, always following up with the jab, and also stepping around. Whenever he throws his combination, so just little stuff like that. But other than that, he looked, you know, he looked decent. Yeah. Do you think it's now a good time for him to fight Jared Big Baby Anderson, or should he wait until that fight is built up more? No, that, that's not, that's honestly a good test for uh, Jared Anderson because Jared will be the favorite because Jared is fucking huge, and uh, you know Jared could punch real hard. Stephen Shaw is, you know, Stephen Shaw is a knockout puncher, but he's known for, you know, accumulation. So that would honestly be a good test uh, for both of them because they're not giving Jared Anderson any quality opponents. This uh, Stephen Shaw is undefeated. He's like 17 and 0 with 13 knockouts. Uh, and Jared Anderson is people, people, I'm not sold on Jared Anderson, but people talking about he next up. So I'm like, fuck it. Why not? Why not? Let's run it. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm, uh, uh, like I'm pretty sure you know uh, Jared Anderson would very well want that fight, but the biggest problem that I have with him is that he really thinks that you know his like like his resume speaks for itself that he, that he's basically stopped every single heavyweight, but but um, looking at the opposition, like like you know he hasn't really been tested, he hasn't really been hit by like heavy loaded punchers and. I think that fight with Stefan Big Shot Shaw would definitely speak a lot about his uh, his um, fighting style and his um, punch resistance, you know, for the heavyweight division. Yeah, he's he's honestly he's only talking shit because Tyson Fury gave him some credit. Tyson Tyson Fury gave him a little bit of credit when he was in camp talking about oh he next up, and then that bullshit went to his head. So we'll we'll see. We'll see, and, and and if and if we can't and if we can't get that, then he should go over and like try to fight Hergovich or somebody. Yeah, that's actually a good fight, or maybe fight Mack Truck. Well, uh, Mack Truck just came off of a fucking pretty solid KO loss, so I don't know what he's gonna do. But um, but but yeah, no, like is he 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 should go over there and get him some smoke because they're complaining about Hergovich not getting a fight. And everyone's ducking him, blah blah blah. So I'm like, okay, good, good. So then you should go and just fight Jared Anderson, and everything should be fine. Yeah, I think I think either way, like Jared Big Baby Anderson, like like um, regardless of like how fast Top Rank wants to move him, he still needs to like have those veteran level quality like opponents because 
if he doesn't get it now and he tries to wait later, I kind of feel like he's going to end up being like a pretty much like a lower version of a Chris Bird, but just like pretty much like a hype job, you know, of like him not putting in the hard work, you know, to be there. Well, he's all hype job right now because he hasn't done shit. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the Pimp C outfit was cool. He has some a few little highlights, but he hasn't done anything. And frankly, I think I think people like Frank Sanchez and Leonor Piero beat his ass. Yeah, Leonor Piero and uh, Bruno beat the living crap out of him. Yeah, I think I think I, to keep it real, I think they both probably whoop his ass. <laughs> yeah, Bruno, he's a dude. He's a beast, man. Like like he fights like a um, who's that one fighter? He fights just like um, he was such a good ass heavyweight fighter. Um, he fights like fucking. Well, like, uh, what's the name? Uh, you talking about? You talking about the dude Roy Jones beat up? Yeah, Johnny Ruiz. He fights a yeah, little bit yeah, like yeah. him, yeah. but he has like a David Tua like style. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I wouldn't compare him to David Tua because David Tua, nobody fights like David Tua. David Tua is ridiculous. David Tua was somebody that people were scared would smoke Mike Tyson like with one punch. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. But yeah, he 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 get he got some John Ruiz in him. I'll give him that. Yeah, yeah. That 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 makes a lot of sense. And that's another uh, Hispanic heavyweight that he fights just like. But uh, yeah, no. And that was another low key fight of the year that just went swept under the rug. People weren't paying attention. But I'm like Leonardo Piero. Like I like honestly, no cap. That version of Leonardo Piero that we saw fight Brazil, That dude probably whoop AJ ass right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that 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 dude that dude would probably get in there and and make AJ look like a bitch. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> oh, what's up, PGH, big dog? Yeah, no, no cap. That that like both honestly, like Brazil probably get knocked out because he keeps his head uh, too straight up and he keeps his chin up high. So AJ probably knock his ass out. But uh, but 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 Leonardo Piro, especially being a southpaw, he'll he'll get in there and he'll he'll he might he might fuck around and make AJ look like some bullshit. Piro 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 would beat the crap out of Frank Sanchez. Oh, uh, that's a close fight. I think it goes the distance, but yeah, he probably beat Frank up. Cause he is yeah. harder. I don't, I don't know, man. Like I kind of feel like some of these really good heavyweight Cubans need to be moved like a little bit faster. I could be wrong though. But Pero, um, he's a beast. You know, like, I think I think he deserves to fight anybody in in the top fifty or top one hundred at least. But um. I was gonna ask uh, for you know the for the undercard for the Lopez Campa fight card um, um, of the like, um, what's your thoughts on Xander's eyes versus this uh, Mexican dude? Alas, uh, now that you brought it up, I'm I'm pulling up Boxrec so I can get the whole undercard in front of me right now because I'm not gonna lie, I haven't done that much research on it because Tiafimo Lopez makes me sick, but. Uh, <laughs> let- let, let me let me look. Okay, so we got Xander's eyes versus Elias Espadas. Who's this? Okay, so he's a veteran dude. He could punch a little bit, and he has uh, four losses, but he hasn't been knocked out before. That's good smoke. I mean, this is this is basically like a, a slight upgrade from who Xander's eyes has usually been fighting. Uh, I've never seen this dude fight. He's some dude out of Mexico. That's fine. I mean, Xander hasn't fought in a little bit. And uh, he only has 13 fights, so I'm not tripping. I'm not 
I'm not putting lots of pressure on Xander's eyes right now because he's 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 a child and he only has 13 fights. So what what can we really expect? Yeah, like I'm kind of happy that he's fighting this guy because, you know, like I was supposed to see him fight at, at the Edgar Berlanga card, and he was gonna fight some like 38 year old Kazakhstani, you know, veteran, and I'm like, really? Like, you're gonna be fighting some old ass guy that no one's like you know ever heard of? But on top of that, it's like Xander, like like Xander at this point of his career, heading into his 14th fight. He needs to be fighting like high level opposition. And I'm not saying like give him Charles Conwell because, you know, I like originally, you know, wanted him to fight Charles Conwell, but then. What? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Look on what? <laughs> you wanted him to fight Charles Conwell? Yeah, I was being very um, ignorant at that point. But... Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> Charles Conwell will run him the fuck over. Oh, God. I don't, I don't even want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, yeah. Charles, Charles Conwell, Charles Conwell, like, honestly, like, I don't need right now, like, where Charlo is in his career, I don't even want Charlo to fight Charles Conwell because Charles Conwell will fuck around and get one good punch off and then rearrange Charlo's shit. I don't even, I don't even want Charlo to be fighting that. Damn. Charles Conwell, yeah, scary crazy. motherfucker, man. That, that dude can fight. Charles Conwell, like, reminds me of, like, a. Like, like he reminds me of Jax from Mortal Kombat, but, but he's like, like, like he's like Jax mixed, like you know, mixed with fucking Raiden. Like yeah, he, he killed Patrick Day. Yeah, <laughs> that dude, that dude punched hard to the motherfucker. He killed Patrick. He killed he's next, Patrick. He's next to Stubrio Matias. <laughs> yeah, he he killed he killed Patrick Day while throwing no illegal shots. Like he like it was like it wasn't like no fucking Pritchard Cologne type shit. He literally just beat. Patrick Day to death. It, it was just awful. Like, nah, I, uh, don't don't wish that on Xander's eyes. That man, Xander's eyes is so young, and his neck is so small. Charles Conwell get the wrong punch off, and that's it. Just beat him up like a fucking Rottweiler whipping on a, basically whipping on, on like a poodle. <laughs> yeah, like that's 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 terrible. Like if it if it was for a vacant one fifty four title, I guess. But if it's for nothing. Nah, that's that's crazy. Yeah. Nah, but I just wanted to like put that out there because I, you know, I really thought Xander could have like a chance against him, but then looking at like the style and the progression, I'm like, yeah, Char- Charles Charles would probably have killed Xander, you know, in that fight. So we gotta see. We just gotta see Xander operate at a high level. We gotta see him in a position where he has to make adjustments. We gotta see him in a position where you know he's facing adversity and handling it well, and and, he, and he's utilizing all of his tools and his assets and doing everything. We gotta see him in that type of situation. And right now he's just thirteen and oh, it's like you know, eh. he's chilling. He's chilling right now, and and a lot of the division is either wrapped up. Or just trash. Like a lot of the a lot of the division is currently busy gunning for Charlo, or or the rest of the division is ass. Like, like if 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 Top Rank could do decent business with PBC, I'd recommend he fight like Joey Spencer or somebody, somebody like his level. Joey Spencer, he has a pretty tough test in front of him. Um, he's gonna be facing Kevin Salgado. Okay, that's good. It's about time to level his ass up. Something he's been on chill mode. He has around he has around the same number of fights as Xander. I think he's got like 12, 10, 12 fights and shit like that. 
Yeah, he had like a draw with Brian Perella. We got a we got a draw. Yeah. Oh shit! I didn't even realize. Dude, I didn't even realize him. Uh, fucking Joey Spencer. Bought. I, I must have been watching. That's just funny as fuck. I didn't know. Joey Spencer had a draw. I mean, Joey Spencer. No, Joey Spencer. Joey Spencer has no draws. You might be thinking of Tony Harrison. Yeah, yeah, like, like, like I was saying, like for like 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 for Kevin, like him fighting Joey Spencer would be like a more favorable matchup for him, but Joey Joey would be in like a much more difficult fight because, like. As far as like what I can see, just just by looking at the style, I think Kevin might be a bad style matchup for him. Well, you know, this this is where we see what Joey Spencer is actually made of. Can you fight or can you not fight? Part of you know the art of boxing is being able to adjust to difficult situations. So if Joey Spencer gets in here and looks like some bullshit, then we'll see. It's just like it's just like Mill Nicky. Mill Nicky was knocking everything out and people were like oh my god mil nicky's next up mil nicky's next up ppc ultimate badass right and then he gets in there with fucking james martin who has zero knockouts at welterweight and gets his ass beat so it's like okay i mean now we kind of see where you're at bro james martin he's a fucking underrated fighter man he's so good very good boxer and and that's and that's the difference between the american style and the queensberry style is that james martin uses his style to adjust to his attributes james martin knows he has no fucking power so he fights like it he's not like he doesn't he doesn't get in there and get reckless try to bang and do all that nonsense so you know he he fights like he has no power because he knows he has no power yeah he fights like a very like a very educated like version of uh who's that one fighter that was so good back in his day um like 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 he shadows like a little bit like like a um um like a Meldrick Taylor but you know obviously not entirely. Uh well yeah whenever whenever he gets pressed against the ropes I can see a little bit of Meldrick when he's throwing uppercuts on the inside trying to get people trying to get people off of him but no nah, I mean you know he's he, he, he like takes the classic of you know the classic African American style you know using the jab moving your feet keeping your head off the line that sort of thing. But yeah. like I said, the most important thing in boxing is adapting. I mean, outside the jab, is adapting your fighting style to your attributes. You have to know what you can and cannot do. It's just it's just like when I see dumbasses like Tiafimo Lopez using the Philly shell. It's like, dude, you are not that athletic. You're very athletic, but you're not athletic enough to make the Philly shell work for you. You're not rolling your shoulder. You're not bending at the waist. You're not getting your head out of the way because you're not that fast. It's the same reason why Josh Kelly got his ass whooped by Avenizi. He was trying to use that Philly shell. Nigga thought he was Mayweather and, and, and Roy Jones and shit, and he got knocked out. Oh, yeah, yeah, Josh uh, Kelly. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, was, he was fighting in a style that didn't serve his attributes. It's like, dude, you're not that fast. You're not that fast. You're not that athletic. You're, you're, not, you know, you're not that defensively sound. So just use a style that works for you. Like even you know even put your you know don't be afraid to to put the bunny ears on, like get in the high guard every now and again. Yeah, um, I saw him recently fight on some boring ass card, and and he looked like hot dog water. He looked terrible. He looked terrible. He's he's coming he's coming back. Like he literally took a multiple step down steps down in competition, and he looks worse than he ever has. 
I'm like, bro, you look better in the fight where you got knocked out than when you're actually winning these things. I, I honestly feel bad for Josh Kelly. His career is, is, is fucked. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with him. But he's talking about chasing titles. I'm like, bro, like everybody at 147 whoops your ass. Most of 154 whoops your ass. I don't even think you should even talk about middleweight, even though middleweight sucks right now. So it's just like, <laughs> it's it's tough, man. Shit, Connor Ben, he's gonna fight Chris Eubank. Yeah, they, they, those bitches are fighting at a catchweight of one fifty-seven, which is some bullshit. I understand, like Connor Ben, Connor Ben's bitch ass should be fighting uh, one forty-seven. He was talking big shit about Virgil Ortiz Jr. They're both on the zone, no excuse there. And 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 Chris Eubank should have been fighting Charlo. They were in negotiations like a year or two ago, but then negotiations broke down. I.e., the motherfucker didn't want actual smoke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Chris Eubank, he's just so suspect, man. Oh, both both those dudes make me sick. Like, and Chris Eubank is getting trained by Roy Jones Jr. I'm like, so you don't have any confidence? Like, with the great Roy Jones in the corner, you got no confidence. I don't think Roy Jones is a good trainer. I think he is, and I'm not saying I'm not saying that he's like the best trainer. I think he is because with the fighters that he trains, you can see Roy Jones's improvements in their next fight. Like Brian Perella has gotten better under him. Chris Eubank, Chris Eubank under Roy Jones has gotten so much better. He used to be fucking awful. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's oh true. my god, Chris Eubanks cannot fight. Chris Eubank was terrible, and then he got with Roy Jones and started actually looking like a boxer. And I'm like, oh, okay. So you know that's the only reason why I actually pay attention to Eubank because he he is trained by his, uh, by Roy Jones. But no, I, I disagree. I think Roy Jones is a good trainer. He just needs uh he, he needs more good examples to, to show that he needs uh, people to uh, go train with him. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say like like as far as the um the uh I guess not the state of the middleweight division. Uh, do you do you think Charles should just move up or? How do you like like how do you think this is all gonna play out after Canelo Triple G? Um personally, well, since Triple G is moving up, I think Triple G needs to vacate the belts and stop holding up the division so Charlo can go ahead and unify against whoever or some people for can scrap for vacants and then Charlo can unify. So right now this is a good time to stay at 160, but uh, it, it like I just I don't know what's gonna happen with Triple G in the belts. Like the moment he goes up, he should vacate. Like Triple G should have been vacated the moment he signed to fight Canelo. Like get the fuck out of here, bro. You're going to 168 now. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't I don't know why he's holding on to this fucking shit. Cause 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 Canelo is not competing for middleweight titles anymore. So you know I I don't know. It's weird, but I think that if Triple G once Triple G gets his ass beat and he finally uh, vacates. I think that's the opportune time for Charlo to make 160 if he can still do it comfortably. Because that's the only reason I'm assuming he's still down there. Because if he cannot make 160 comfortably, then he should have been got his ass up in 168 and started beating people up. Yeah. But apparently he's still good with 160 because he's talking shit, talking about he wants to fight Android now. Yeah, I don't I don't see that happening. But then on top of it, if Android is vacating his WBO. Then he should just go ahead and beat up, you know, Janabek. <laughs> well, that's 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 a mandatory. So he should beat up Janabek anyway, and then get the Charlo smoke right after. Yeah, but I thought Andrew's gonna fight Zach Parker. That shit got canceled. Oh, so he's not going up to one sixty eight no more. Well, he he was going up to one sixty eight and still keeping his one sixty title. 
Oh, okay. So he's trying to like like he's trying to hold two consecutive belts in two different divisions. No, he's only going up to one sixty eight with the hopes of getting a Canelo fight, even though Canelo already told his job mass that fight's never gonna happen. Yeah, I don't I don't understand why he keeps doing that. I mean he should fight Caleb Plant for that manner. Or fight um who David Benavides? Uh well, uh, David Benavides and his management have made it clear they want no Andre Smoke, so that's what uh, that's that. And uh, yeah, but him and Plant is a good fight. But Plant talking about Plant was calling Charlo name, Plant was calling Andre Durrell name, and I mean Anthony Durrell name, and and, and Plant still spending his Canelo money. So I don't know what the fuck Plant is doing, but um, but yeah, that that would be a good fight. <laughs> yeah, I just. I don't know, man. I like. I think. I think at this point of Andrew's, you know, career, either you need to just fight some veteran level names, or just well, you know, get out. He needs I to beat up. He needs to beat up Jetterbeck for talking all that shit. Yeah, just beat his ass up. That that would yeah. be a great fight. People, people, people swear that Jetterbeck is this ultimate fucking warrior, this ultimate badass. So if Je- if 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 Andre beats him, then he deserves respect. People are like, oh, this is Andre's first real opponent. Okay, cool. So then when Andre beats him the fuck up, then is he going to get any respect? Or are you just going to be like, oh, well, he was never a champion. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like Janovic really thinks he's going to beat him, though. And it's just like, dude, like you didn't really earn your position. Yeah. To actually be. Yeah. I have no idea where Janovic got his hype from. The, the, the caliber of people that he's beaten. He has the same resume as Murata minus Triple G. Him and Murata have beat up the same fucking people. So I'm just like, I have no idea where Janabek's hype come from. And and the dude that he recently beat up, fucking, what's his name? Dignum? Those are the same type of people that Android fights. And but with like Android knocked out quickly in two fucking rounds, and people were talking shit. But then Janabek knocks out Dignum and oh Janabek's real? Like what? Doesn't make any fucking sense. Dude, Jan Janabek, I like like I don't. I don't even think he's gonna make it. I think. I think he's gonna get knocked out by like some no name dude. <laughs> like he fights so limited. I mean, he's uh, people just think that because he's some fucking dude from Uzbekistan that he can automatically fight. I'm like, bro, look at fucking Beck the Bully. Everyone thought Beck the Bully was gonna ruin the division. Gets his ass wasted by fucking Gabe Rosado of all people. <laughs> got his fucking got his got his head damn near chopped off by Gabe Rosado, dude with fifteen losses. Like, come on, bro. Like these dudes, these bitch dudes, they they come they come out of certain countries and they think everybody can fight. And it's like, no, man, he's just a southpaw. He has some decent power, but look at his opposition. You're giving you're you're literally in front of my very fucking eyes, giving this dude credit for smoking someone that you would criticize Android for. Like if Android fought Dignum. And and smoked him in three rounds, like he smoked quickly in two. People would say Andre fought another bum, but because Janabek did it, all of a sudden, oh, Janabek is certified. Andre's running from Janabek. Like, bro, get the fuck out of here, man. Yeah, <laughs> Andre needs to go ahead and, and and heal his little shoulder, whatever the fuck, and and smoke this Janabek dude, and then go fight Charlo, and you know potentially lose. Who knows? Yeah, I just think at this point. Charlo Charlo just needs to get David Benavidez out the way or probably just like you know end up facing some notable names just to stay busy because I thought Charlo was supposed to come back in in uh, June 
but I guess he had that injury, so I don't know what's going on with him. Yeah, he was supposed to fight Selecki, but he had a back injury. Oh, okay. So he's just healing up, or? I mean, basically, I mean, that's all That's all he can do at this point. Is just, yeah, he's just healing for now. <laughs> yeah. Um, how do you um, how do you think Jamel Charles is gonna scale against uh, Tim Zoo? Oh my God, J- Jamel gonna beat the shit out of Tim Zoo. Tim Zoo's not good. I mean, yeah. I mean, look, Tim Zoo. Tim Zoo looks aggressive. He can punch, but his best win is fucking Jeff Horn coming up from welterweight. Like so, Tim Tim Zoo. Tim Zoo can't box. I mean, look. Well, he he went. He came across the pond and fought Terrell Gasset, and he whooped Terrell Gasset's ass. True, that's great. But he got put on his ass in the first round by a dude with a fifty percent knockout ratio. Man, Jamel, bro, Jamel Charlo going to tear his little ass out the frame, and he and he better get credit because people were talking shit. Oh, oh Jamel going to duck Tim Zoo. Jamel going to duck Tim Zoo. And and in the moment the fucking fight gets made, oh well, you know Tim Zoo hasn't really fought anybody. Oh yeah, exactly. Motherfucker's not good. Yeah, I think I think it's gonna be a very bad night. For all these weird ass, you know, Australian boxing fans that say, "Oh, you know, you know, like we got like the best talent in the world, mate," you know, ah, man, like, like <laughs> Australian boxing is only good when you have people that are not from Australia that does good for your, like, you know, for for your country's uh, skill level of talent. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Costa Zoo is not Australian. He's a uh, Russian. He, he's I think he's uh he, he's like Russian and Korean or uh, uh-huh. yeah he yeah I think yeah he's Russian and Korean and and his son Tim Zhu is a mixture of Russian and Korean Cambosis is from Greece so yeah the best Australian fighters are not even Australian like Jeff Horn is I think is Australian so that nigga sucks <laughs> yeah it's pretty sad yeah so yeah, I mean you know boohoo but like I said all the people that were talking big shit Talking, oh, Charlo not gonna fight Tim Zoo. He's gonna run from Tim Zoo. Okay, now that the fight is set for early next year, he when Charlo smokes Tim Zoo, he better get full fucking credit. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think Charlo I think Charlo's gonna stop him in like one round. I currently think it's gonna go the distance, but I'm gonna I, I'm gonna know I'm gonna know from the very first opening round because if we see the Charlo that fought Castano in the second fight, Tim Zoo's getting knocked smooth the fuck out, like unconscious, knocked out. Because Tim <laughs> Tim Tim Zoo comes straight forward, he throws everything with power, he gets tired, he can't fight in the clinch, he can't fight off the back foot, and, and, and the moment Charlo presses him, he's probably gonna fold, you know, maybe to the body, maybe to the head, but like there's just a lot of shit Tim Zoo can't do. There's a lot of things Tim Zoo cannot do. And what's worse is that much like Virgil Ortiz Jr., he doesn't move his head. <laughs> so yeah. these are all these are all bad these are all bad things. So yeah, I, I honestly I you know and you and you can tell that people you can tell that people switched their faith around. First they were like, Oh, Tim Zoo could fucking could could beat Charlo, and then the moment the fight got made, they actually watched Tim Zoo's fights and they were like, Oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they were like, "Wow, yeah, Tim Zoo's gonna get in there and get destroyed." I'm like, "Yeah, he can't, he can't, he can't fucking box. He can punch some, but he can't box." Yeah, his boxing IQ is trash. Yeah, Charlo can punch and box. <laughs> Char- Charlo, Charlo has gotten way better throughout the development with Derek James. Derek, Derek James needs way more credit. I gotta, I gotta do like a 
I gotta do like a video series of like best best trainers of our generation in boxing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Derek James, his his method is proven, his his system is effective. I mean, you know, there was that one situation with Harrison, which some people say was a robbery, but got to give Harrison his respect. Harris, Tony Harrison is talented, and it comes from the Kronk School, which is another good school of boxing. So, you know, it is what it is. You win some, you lose some. But, um, but yeah, no, it's, you know, Derek James' method is, 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 is proven and effective, and Charlo's gifted. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to switch uh, fight cards, and, uh, like, I, I wanted to get your take on uh, – Adrian Broner versus Omar Figueroa. Oh, for fuck's sake. I'm happy to see AB box, but I'm going to tell you this, and I'm going to say it in public. If AB, Adrian, about billions Broner, fuck around and lose to Omar Figueroa, I never in life want to see AB box ever a fucking game. Never in life, I want Adrian Broner to retire permanently if he loses this fucking fight. No cap. But, um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> they got Evan Holyfield fighting up. He got knocked the fuck out his last fight. Evan by Holyfield. Way, <laughs> by the way, I just want to go on record. I told you, niggas. I remember people were like, oh, uh, uh, Evan Holyfield is certified. I'm like, <laughs> like he sucks. Yo, Evan, Evan's actually rematching with the guy that that uh, um uh, that um knocked him out. Oh my god! I mean, I guess that's good, but <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> if, if he if he get knocked out again, I swear to God, this he better stop boxing. <laughs> oh boy! But um um uh yeah nah um that shit is fucking funny. But oh shit! Wait, this is a good ass card. <clears throat> yeah, it's actually a pretty lit card. <laughs> they got Brandon Figueroa versus Wilmer. Okay, I like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, Brandon I, Lee. Brandon, yeah, my bad. Oh, Brandon, um, William. Yo, um, William Madera. He's from my area out here in um Albany. I don't, yeah, I don't know who he is, but I've seen. I, I think I've seen a few or one or two of his fights. He's he's not terrible, so this is gonna be good. Especially Brandon Lee had an ass performance last time, so that was garbage. Yeah. Oh Brandon. shit, Roger Gutierrez. <laughs> Across the pond over at PBC and he's gonna fight. Okay, Hector Luis Garcia gonna beat his ass. Yeah, Gutierrez. Yo, Hector, yo, Hector Garcia might he could very well beat him. Hector he, Garcia is going to beat him. Roger Gutierrez ain't that good. Like just because he like did you watch the fights where he won his belt? Yeah, that's yeah, he, he's not that good. <laughs> Hector Garcia gonna beat the shit out of him. Um oh Poyo versus Akmedov. That's gonna be a good ass fight. Alberto Alberto could very well stop him. Yeah. I think I think he might stop him. Yeah, Akhmedov probably gonna get that's gonna be a close ass fight though, because uh because Akhmedov is tough and he can he can punch some. So see, see now uh, the good thing about this is that the WBA is now vacant. So by the rules, if he wins this title, I, I'm pretty sure they're probably gonna start feeding him over to uh, probably the number one contender behind him, which, if I'm not mistaken, at 140, he has uh, – give me one second. Because I literally just saw it the other day, but I could be wrong. But, um, yeah, he has Mr. – he has Mr. – Ismael Bar- Bar- Barrosa 
and there's O'Hara Davies at number four, and then Sandor Martin at five, and then Regis Progre at number six. And then moving further down is Chakram Giasov at seven, Tiafimo at number eight for some weird-ass reason. And then Cletus, yeah. (laughs) Well, Regis is about to to get the WBC belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and um, and Zapata, they're going to fight each other. Yeah, and, and all and for all the shit Regis talk, I expect Regis to get in there and knock Zapata smooth the fuck out of here because Regis been talking too much shit. He been he been talking all this big shit about how he's avoided and nobody wants to fight him <laughs> and blah, blah 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 blah. All right, nigga, now you have a championship fight again. Show us why they were avoiding you. Yeah, to to all you Regis program fans, just to just to let you know, I, I like I basically reposted a video that Kana Local Sports put out not too long ago and he literally had a video where Subria Matias called out Regis Progre and he literally said within some article that said uh where he said towards uh Regis Progre if it's fear you feel then I would fear myself like you know if you didn't want to fight me or, or some shit like that I can I can even pull it up for you guys but yeah, Subriel Matias has been like aggressively calling him out. And the response that I'd be getting from all these Regis Progray dick writers is that they say, ah, oh, nah, man, Regis would knock him out. He would beat the, like, you know, he would beat the living crap out of him. He's been like the most avoided man at 140 since, you know, God knows when. And I'm like, if he's been like the most avoided, why isn't he going after all the other killers? Because, you know, like it clearly shows he's trying to move a certain way where, doesn't want to get his ass kicked but at the same time 140 is full of sharks so it's like which path is he gonna go like like you know he doesn't have that many you know opportunities but and 140 is not even 140 is not even full of sharks either it's like five niggas (laughs) like it's like five people it's like five people that are actually hard to be everybody else is fucking trash like this nigga like regis just got finished fighting fucking tyrone mckenna like who the fuck is that yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, but it's like people people try to say that 140 is like the best division because everyone fights each other. But I disagree with that. I don't I don't think everybody fights each other at 140. I think I think like the only reason why people think of that way is because 140 is only held to a certain standard where you only see good fights because you know the guys that are wanting to get the titles. You know um, they're gonna just use that to move up to 147 just to have more leverage. And we don't really see like a lot of super good fights at 140. Like, like Josh Taylor's run was overrated as fuck. Like, like whoa, whoa. Like we had Zapata versus Baranchik. That was a good fight. We had Josh Taylor versus Jose Ramirez. That was a good fight. We had fucking uh uh what, what, what? I mean Progray versus Taylor was a good fight, especially because I thought Progray would beat Taylor. But that's just me. But uh, yeah, but there haven't been that many super duper uber good fights at 140. I mean, shit, the welterweight division is actually popping, where a lot of everybody's actually good. But those people aren't fighting either. But it's just because they saw they saw uh, Josh Taylor mix it up a little bit for his undisputed run, and then they're like, "Oh, everyone's fighting each other." I'm like, Super Matias hasn't fought any of those people. Gary Antoine Russell hasn't fought any of those people. Sandor Martin only fought Mikey Garcia because Mikey Garcia didn't want to box no more. So there's a bunch of people. Regis Progray only fought Taylor, and 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 that's pretty much it. And Baranchik is 
needs to fucking retire because he sucks. But uh, but yeah, like people are making it seem like all these people they're scrapping. I'm like, no, you've seen a few niggas scrapping. That's it. Like you like you saw fucking oh oh more uh fucking what Ramirez versus Hooker. Like come on, bro. <laughs> Yeah, let's talk about Maurice Sucker versus Blair Cobbs. I, w- I was laughing my ass off the entire night. I picked Blair. I picked Blair to beat his ass too. Oh my god, Hooker! Hooker was talking all that shit, and he got whipped. I picked I picked Blair to beat Hooker before before I even heard about Hooker being overweight because Hooker can't handle pressure. Hooker can't handle pressure, and whenever you come at Hooker and wildly swing on him, he doesn't know what to do. Because that, that's all Ramirez did on him. Ramirez pressed him going backwards, and that's how Ramirez was able to get the knockout. Because Ramirez is a better boxer than um uh, Ramirez is a better boxer than 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 uh, Cobbs. But I knew Cobbs was gonna come back hard. I knew Cobbs was gonna be concerned about getting knocked smooth the fuck out because that's what happened to him his last fight. So I knew he was gonna I knew he was gonna apply the pressure. And I knew he was going to uh, be a little bit more defensively responsible, which is why when he was up on rounds, he just started running around the ring and not even engaging Hooker because, you know, he's like, I want to win this fight. But yeah, Maurice Hooker is has always been very limited. He doesn't punch very hard. He can't fight off the back foot. His defensive responsibility lacks a lot. So it's like, yeah, like he was one of those people that was just a title holder. And that's why when Jose Ramirez came up, he, he, got, he got the shit beat out of him. And also, this is only Hooker's second fight at welterweight. People got to understand, Hooker's yeah, he's int- at welterweight. Yeah, he's he's coming up from one forty. So Hooker's introduction to welterweight was getting knocked out by Virgil Ortiz Jr. It's only his second fight at welterweight, and the and the power he didn't have power at one forty, and the power is clearly not carrying up to one forty seven. So yeah, like Blair Cobb's is a career welterweight. So I I had Cobb's winning that shit. Yeah, <laughs> man, that is just crazy, man. It's just wild because, like, I gotta like you know I gotta start making like a YouTube series for, for for boxing trainers. But I gotta I gotta make a series directed towards trainers that should be on Fraud Watch. And I think the very first video that I need to do is uh, Bomac because Bo Bomac was hot garbage the the entire FM fight, hands down. Yeah, that shit was funny because he had. He had he had a he had a three pound weight advantage. He had Bo Mac and Terrence Crawford in his corner. He had championship credentials. He had championship fighting experience. He held the belt before at a lower division. All that, and he still fucking lost. And he lost to Blair Cobb, someone who's not even good. Like yeah. Jesus Christ! Like that's terrible. Like Bo Bo yeah. Mac, Bo Mac, uh, Shane McGuigan. Uh, uh, Virgil Hunter, them, uh, like maybe Isaac Lowe. <laughs> Isaac Lowe's not a trainer, he's a shitty boxer. Oh, oh, look, I'm thinking about, uh, well, didn't did I hear that Fury's gonna get trained by this Isaac, some something guy? He that's that's just Fury's way of giving his buddy a paycheck because his buddy sucks dick at boxing. That man's not gonna coach Tyson Fury. It's just like <laughs> it's just, it's just, the only reason why Tyson Fury feels comfortable getting rid of Sugar Hill now is because he learned everything. He spent he spent two years with Sugar Hill. He's gonna be using Sugar Hill's tactics, Sugar Hill's methods. He's basically he, he's just at the point where he's learned everything. He doesn't need to to he doesn't need to be coached. Uh, he doesn't need to be coached anymore by Sugar Hill because he learned everything he needed to. Not to mention, outside of Deontay Wilder, the heavyweight division isn't really shit. 
the only the only people that can really beat Fury's ass are too far away in the rankings. Yeah, I mean Deontay Wilder has you know the highest capability, but of course, if if he just you know, he, but he has to show up as as the proper Deontay Wilder. He you know he he just he was trying too much new shit, trying to beat up Fury as opposed to sticking to what almost worked the first time. Yeah, like he he I just think- kept. He just kept trying to switch shit up. It's like, why would you? Why would you switch things up when you pretty much beat him the first time? You dropped his ass twice and almost knocked him smooth out. Why would yeah. you alter your game plan from that? He should have used up the same tactics, you know, from the first fight. You know, exactly. minus, yeah, minus from like you know from coming in, you know, super big and weight. But the but the uh, Deontay was killing him with that jab, you know, to the body, and uh, you know if he just drilled it early game and. Just use like the tactics from the first fight. He um he would have knocked them out pretty bad. Yeah, I mean Deontay Wilder's gas tank has never been legendary, but he thought that it would help him some to gain weight, and that's that that didn't work out at all. It just wasn't, yeah, was a good decision. Like if you if you have a formula that you know almost worked, why would you tweak it far in the opposite direction? Yeah. Great points. And and it's fucking and, and JD JD's doesn't know shit. He's just a dude that owns the gym. And Mark Breland was an op the whole time, apparently. So, you know, he, he, he just <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't getting he wasn't getting the proper advice. Cause uh, and and team bomb squad, whoever's on that team, they don't seem to know shit about shit because you, you just sat there and, and let all that happen. Um like hey Deontay, with all due respect, I can appreciate where you're coming from strategy wise, but you had him. Your gas tank was good. It almost worked. Let's just repeat the same shit we did the first time with a few minor tweaks to, to to your boxing. Let's make the jab a little bit more active. Maybe use the right hand a little bit more often. Do some uh, some hooks to the body, some uppercuts, and just see what happens. Yeah. They, they, they let him go off the chain and do all this crazy shit. And it's, God damn it. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's just what happens. He it was It was a combination of what happened to him. Because they there was some fuckery involved, the cheating, and and poor poor counsel. Yes, sir. <laughs> but I was gonna talk about Deontay Wilder for a little bit. I heard word of mouth uh, that there could be a rumor that Deontay and uh, Robert Hellenius could be set for the Barclays Center sometime soon. No, that doesn't seem like rumor. That seems like it's happening. It's set for uh, October 15th, and it's going to be on pay-per-view. They just got to stack the card. I mean, I find it so weird because, like, we're already in, in um, August, so it's like, shouldn't shouldn't they be promoting this fight by now? <laughs> I mean, it's it's a non-title fight. and it's, it's I mean, Wilder doesn't need that much promotion. He's fucking Wilder. And, uh, you know, Hellenius is a decent opponent. He, uh, he whooped Kyle Naki's ass twice. And, and and probably permanently damaged him because Kalnaki came back looking like hot garbage. Kalnaki got ripped. Yeah, he, he, he was fucking terrible. But uh, yeah, his ass beat. But yeah, so you know, it's a, it's a, it's a good fight, but it's you know, like I said, it's non-title, and uh, they just need to put some people on it. Yes, sir. Um, I was going to talk about uh the T. Fima Lopez Pedro Camp if I uh. How do you um how do you see that fight going? Uh I watched like I think I watched like one of Pedro Campus fights. So it's 
the reason why he's matched up with this dude is because this is supposed to be someone TFM can beat. So I I expect TFM to knock his ass out because like who who is matchmaking you with like you know? So I'm you know I'm expecting him to go in and be able to knock this dude out because that's why he's that's why he's here to try to you know get his get his swag back, get his you know get his get his notoriety, get his hype back. So that's that's what I expect to happen. I expect him to come in and, and knock whoever the fuck this random dude is out. <laughs> yeah, I I'm of the minority to to think that uh T Fimo is gonna get knocked out by Pedro. <laughs> but uh Pedro I, think, I think I think the only reason why that I'm saying that is because Pedro he's a very good aggressive inside fighter, but if he doesn't you know come in very precise with his shots, then like you know, you could very well stop him, but He's only been stopped once his entire career, but ever since that stoppage, he's been like getting like nonstop victories. And I think he's only had like one draw, if I'm not mistaken. But uh knockouts. I think he has over twenty three knockouts. Yeah, twenty three KOs. Out of how many fights? In thirty six fights. Um out of thirty six fights. Okay. Um, he had a split decision draw with Abner Lopez. Okay, well, I mean, shit. Like I said, I mean, Tiafimo has all the advantages. He's been in there with the more experienced competition. So, like I said, I'm, and and also there's a reason why they picked this dude instead of Liam Perro. So, I'm I'm expecting Tiafimo to come in and knock this dude out. And if he doesn't, then wow, like back to the fucking drawing board. He gonna be in there. He gonna be in there. You go over there looking like looking like Gabriel Flores. Yeah. <laughs> and I think Tiafimo, like I don't I don't think he's that good, but the only thing that saves him is his power. So that's pretty much it. Like <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, I'm not gonna say he's the most talented boxer in the world, but he can box some, but yeah, he he does have a power bailout if he can land some shots. Yeah. <laughs> But I think I think the fight's probably gonna just end up going to a decision or late round knockout. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. But um, yeah, uh, I um I was gonna switch gears and and ask about the undercard. Um, how do you how do you see some of these undercard fights that are gonna be happening? The card. The on the TFEMO card. The yeah. Yep. Let me go back to it really fast. I don't think I can hear you. No, I said let me go back to the card really fast. Yeah. There's a Duke Reagan versus D'Angelo Fuentes. Oh, Andres Cortez. Duke Reagan fighting somebody undefeated. That's cool. Yeah, D'Angelo, he's a good fighter. Um, he has decent power, but um, he's a pretty good come forward aggressive fighter. Yeah, Troy Troy Isley against uh, Victor Tony. Uh, I think I think Victor Tony might give him, you know, a little bit of trouble, but uh, but I think Troy's gonna stop him. And then you know, the, like um, we got uh. Um, Omar Rosario against um, Esteban uh, Munoz. Um, 
I think I think that's going to be a pretty good fight. And then you got Charlie Sheehy against some other undefeated dude, uh, Juan Castaneda Valle. And then you got uh, obviously, you know, Cortez versus Abraham Montoya. I think I think this is going to be a very good fight for the main uh, for the main card. I think I think Cortez might do some damage at um lightweight or super featherweight. Not too sure what division he campaigns at. Uh yeah, well I think the favorites, like the the bottom four, I think the favorites are gonna win because those they're early in their careers and those are the fights that are set up. Like Charlie Sheehy has three fucking fights, so he's gonna he should be able to beat whoever he's fighting. Uh, Rosario is probably gonna beat the hell out of whoever he's fighting. He only has seven fights. Duke Reagan, I'm worried about Duke Reagan in the future because Duke Reagan seems to have a power issue. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Duke, Reagan, Duke Reagan got six victories and one fucking knockout. Like, I acknowledge that, that these fights are uh quick, they're like four, six rounds, whatever, but that's a little disconcerting. Uh, Troy Isley has made some good improvements. Because the fight before his last fight, he looked like shit. So uh, I'm glad he's made some improvements there. His punch selection was terrible. He was very sloppy. He couldn't create any space. He was struggling on the inside. So I'm glad he fixed that shit. Um, uh, I'm not going to lie. Jose Vivas and uh, Mercado, I really have not watched much of either one of those people. So, uh, you know, they're featherweight. So good luck to them. Zaya should be able to beat up. Who you know, whoever the fuck he's fighting that this Mexican dude. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh Andrew Cortez and Montoya. Fuck, what is up with top ranking all these 130 ass fighters? They got a bunch of fucking dudes at 130. Like Jesus Christ, like their whole fucking stable fights at one fucking thirty. It's crazy. But um Yeah. <laughs> but uh but uh yeah, that one might be a toss up. I've seen some I've seen Abraham Montoya fight. But um, but yeah, this this Cortez person, uh, they're you know they're seventeen and zero. I don't know how many knockouts they got. Seventeen and zero, ten knockouts, so they're not extremely powerful. Oh yeah, I've seen this new fight. Uh, that could be interesting. I'm gonna pick Cortez, but it could go either way. Yeah, I think I think Cortez is decent. Uh, I like I'm I'm pretty sure once he like, you know, increases competition, it's like it's probably gonna be a whole different story. But uh. I think I think it'll be pretty interesting to see how he's going to be moved at the world title level. But um, I was going to switch gears to the final fight card that I'm definitely looking forward to. Uh, I'm looking forward to the Andy Ruiz and Luis Ortiz fight. So, um, what's your thoughts? Uh, that's going to be a good fight. Um, to be honest, I want Luis Ortiz to win because that, that means that Wilder is going to have to get a lot more fucking respect. But to be quite honest, I, you know, well, that's the thing. Andy Ruiz is weird. Every time Andy Ruiz, like every time Andy Ruiz looks like he's training hard, he looks, he comes back and looks like shit. So like he, he, he had a year of proper diet and exercise. Under Reynoso, came back against fucking um, what's his name against Ariola and looks horrible. So I don't know yeah. if the weight I don't know if the weight loss is going to affect his punch resistance. I don't know if his power is going to carry like that because I mean the nigga like 
for heavyweight, he fights a lot. Like, he has 34 fights and 22 knockouts. So, it seems like as he levels up in comp, outside from AJ's stupid ass, his, uh, <laughs> him getting knockouts is kind of a bitch. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you know, and, 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 he got, and he lost to Joseph Parker. Like, you know, so it's, yeah, so, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, we got to see. But uh, the card is not showing up on BoxFest. So who is on that card? Um, I got I got uh, the fights here on Tapeology.com. Um, you got uh, Kevin Salgado versus Joey Spencer. That'll be on the preliminary. Um, you got Raiz Alim versus Ooh. Mike Mike Plania. Oh my God, that that's gonna be a lit ass fight. And for those of you that don't know who. Um, Mike Plania is. He's that Filipino dude that beat up uh, Joshua Greer back in COVID, um, uh, COVID period, right. when um, uh, when Top Rank was having you know like the bubble fight. So if you if you don't know who he is, he's a very very good fighter, um, very very talented. Um, he has a lot of good power heading into the late game, but um, he's very quick and very um, athletic with his shots. But uh, he'll be he'll be going up against Raiz Salim. You know, for those of you that don't know who he is, um, he's a very dangerous super bantamweight fighter. Um, he should be on his way to getting a title shot very soon. But he just had a recent fight with uh, Eduardo Baez, and um, he also had two back-to-back knockout victories. Uh, you know, prior before uh, back in 2020 and 2021, but. Um, yeah, this is going to be a very dangerous, you know, fight. I think I think Mike Plania will very well get stopped, but I think I think Rice is just going to like you know break him down and you know destroy him. Yeah, I think that Rice going to uh, get that ass too. That's a, the uh, the Salgado Spencer fight is a good fight. I like this fight because it's a good test for Joey Spencer to see if he's real or not. So that's that's uh, uh, really both of them because Salgado has twelve fights and Joey Spencer has fifteen. So. That's good smoke for both of them. Uh, yep. El Rio is going to beat the shit out of this dude, uh, Corrales, because El Rio is crazy. Um, wow. Abner fucking Mares. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I Garbage. <laughs> uh, shit, I don't know. I hope Abner wins because this is a comeback fight or whatever, but if he doesn't, tough titty nigga. Um, oh, they got Zerdito. I, I really like I really like Zordito Ramirez, I, but oh shit, he's fighting Isaac Cruz. Oh, shit. Yeah, he fighting he fighting Pitbull. <laughs> oh, yeah, Pitbull. Yeah, Zordito probably gonna Zordito's probably gonna get knocked the fuck out. And and I and I say that because Zordito is talented. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think he punches harder hard enough to get Isaac Cruz up off his ass. And sometimes he leaves his hands down. And Isaac Cruz always throws overhand shots and shots to the body, so. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and probably pick Isaac Cruz. Well, I'll probably pick Isaac Cruz maybe by. That's tough. Is there Beto? He could go the distance, but I'll probably pick Isaac Cruz by probably, probably late stoppage. Yeah, I'm probably gonna have to side with you on that. If if not an outright knockout, because like I said, Zerdito leaves his hands down, and if Isaac Cruz cracks his ass that overhand right, it could be a bad situation. Buzzer Dito's never been stopped, uh, you know. But again, he doesn't really hit hard enough. Out of twenty-seven fights, he has twelve knockouts. So, 
Wah, 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 wah. Yeah, I think I think uh, <laughs> I think it's a pretty stupid decision after you beating Luis Melendez for the WBC title eliminator, and then you want to move up to 135 and fight Pitbull. That doesn't make any sense. No, it's a good it's a good money fight because Zardito's career it's not gonna really move forward because like is it, this 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 is a good money fight. I'm I'm glad he's I'm glad he's doing this. Because, you know, this is a good exposure, good money fight, good name on his resume if he can get it. Yeah, but, if he could beat him, yeah. Yeah, if he could beat him once with a fucking long shot. But, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a good situation. So, you know, better better this than absolutely nothing. Yeah, I think I think it's either going to go to the decision or it's, or it's probably going to get like I think I think honestly I think I think Pitbull might stop him early. I think I think Zerdito's gonna get hit once, you know, at the right time, you know, at the right round, and it's gonna it's gonna be a very, very bad night for him. Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't know about early because you know he has a lot of energy, he throws a lot of punches, he goes to the body well. So I don't know about early, but yeah, I do not believe that he will survive the fight. I think eventually he's just gonna get hit with some shit and he's gonna double over. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I was going to talk about the other fight that's very good on this card. Jezero Corrales versus uh, Jose Valenzuela. I think Orio is going to torch Buddy because Orio just... (laughs) Orio has too much... He has too much going on. He, He just has too much. He throws every punch. He's fast as shit. He's strong as hell. The only way to beat him is to... Honestly, I think the only way to beat him is if you can't outbox him on the outside because he's really long. The only way to beat him is to punch, is to punch with him and hope some lucky shit lands. But the chances Dude, of that are minimal. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie, but he has like he has such a deadly like, like like. I don't. I don't know who to compare him to, but he fights like Marquez, but he has like a Carlos Monzon type of punching style. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I, I think because honestly, I think Virgil Ortiz Jr. fights the closest to uh, Juan Manuel Marquez of this era. But um, yeah, because he's because he's a southpaw, so I don't know. I, I I I I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. He has his own kind of like unique southpaw Mexican style. Which is kind of funny. I mean, Valenzuela, he moves his head. He's not he's not getting hit all the time. Yeah, exactly. That's that's another reason why I don't really compare him to Marquez that much because Marquez had a move. Oh yeah, him. yeah, yeah. Because Marquez, he was flat footed. I keep no, forgetting Mar- that. Marquez wasn't flat footed, just he didn't move his head. He, Marquez moved his head better than Virgil Ortiz Jr., but he, he didn't he didn't move his head a whole lot. Whereas Valenzuela was constantly cut off the line. Yeah, I was talking to like a I was talking to like this you know one Mexican dude on boxing the other day, and I was like kind of like. You know, having like a little discussion about Marquez and like you know, like 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 to me at least, you know, I like Marquez's fighting style, but I felt like if he had like more of that American foundation behind him, like he would fight way way better. Like his style is like that good, but it's like I just wish he had like the athletic ability. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you mean you mean Marquez? Yeah. Uh, well, 
Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the natural, the natural athleticism, uh, the natural athleticism is important, but uh, that's just not. I mean, that's not something that was in his fighting style because you know, you have to be able to coordinate your feet and your hands. Because if your hands move too fast, if your feet don't, you're not going to hit anything. And if your feet move faster than your hands, then you're just going to run into punches. So that's that's the thing that has to kind of go together. That didn't factor in his fighting style. Also, uh, Marquez was, you know, he had been through a lot of wars and he was kind of older when he got into like a lot of his like prime smoke. So, you know, that's also something. Like he's not like, he's not like today where motherfuckers are getting big ass fights at 22, 23, you know, it's just, you know, so, uh, you know, a lot of his biggest fights, like when he smoked Pacquiao, when he fought Mayweather and all that shit, he was, you know, like Terrence Crawford's age. Man, I wish he fought Cotto, man, especially at the Gardam. Oh, biggest have, fight ever. Yo, him and Kota would have did massive pay per view. They would have thrown like fifteen thousand punches a piece. Yeah, but um, I was gonna, you know, uh, talk 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 about one more topic, but uh, I think I think it's pretty much uh, far 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 well overdue. But what is up with Spence and Crawford? Do you think this fight is going to happen? Based on what we're seeing, based on what's been said, Terrence Crawford just has yet to sign the contract. That's basically what everyone's saying. Like, people could be like, uh, one guy who claims to be an insider keeps talking about, and keep in mind, I'm not saying what I believe. I'm not sure, but that's just what it seems like to me. Because Crawford's team, of course, has not released an official statement, which I doubt they even would. But um, but yeah, it just seems like he's not signing the contract. Motherfucker talking about uh, you know, fifty fifty this, fifty fifty that. Nigga, like, with all due respect, no, stop it, stop being a bitch, okay? Like, the reality is, the reality is, is that Terrence Crawford has moved no fucking weight at welterweight. He's moved zero fucking weight. He has put in the lamb share of the work, so he should get the lamb share of the booty. I don't know anybody who's done any business. But if you're the person that puts in the majority of the work in a project, you should get the majority of the credit and the majority of the pay. So it's really that simple. I don't give a fuck. Like, and, and it's really simple because, look, Usyk was undisputed at cruiserweight. Do you think he was the A-side over AJ at all, even if he would have had one belt? No. It's Anthony Joshua we're talking about here. Fucking all Usyk did was beat up ooh, Chad Witherspoon and, and, and fucking Chisora. And like, come on, bro. Like, oh, I'm sorry. You came to welterweight. You whooped Jeff Horn ass. You whooped tired ass Amir Khan, who had been knocked out 15 times. You whooped Kel Brook after fucking getting his ass whooped by Golovkin and Spence. Okay. And then you, you beat up Green Beans. Nobody knew who the fuck that even was. And then you fought Sean Porter reluctantly. Okay, fantastic. Cool. You've accomplished nothing at welterweight. Your biggest win technically is Jeff fucking Horn. So it's like, bro, like, look, man, just go ahead and sign whatever the fuck the paperwork is. Whoop Spence ass and then demand the lion's share. Because if you beat Spence, you put in all the work at welterweight. I mean, not really, but that's the that's the biggest, that's the one of the biggest wins in boxing, beating up Errol Spence Jr. So if you if you're really that guy, just go ahead and do it, and then we can get the shit out the way. Yeah, but according to the Bud Dick Rider logic, all they say is that, well, Bud this, Bud that, you know, Bud like you know, Bud is not 
duck and Spence. Like, you know, EJ, duck and Bud, man. You know, like, you know, EJ, like, um, EJ's not working well with Bud. You know, he got to give Bud, you know, all this money because of accolades, man. You know, EJ, yeah, EJ ain't got no accolades. That's stupid shit because Terrence Crawford has never been catered to in his entire career. His own promoter said he wasn't shit. So how come he comes over to fucking Spence and PBC and them? They gotta bend over like bitches and give Terrence Crawford whatever he was. No, you're not. You're not. You're not about. You're not about to get some fucking massive king treatment over here. You do like you always do. You sign. You sign the fucking paperwork, and you get your ass ready to start camp. Ain't no fucking way. Yeah, because <laughs> you were. Because um, fucking Terrence Crawford was the champion. Amir Khan was the challenger. He was barely the A side over Amir Khan. So yeah. it's like, so it's like, who the fuck are you? You coming at EJ, who's been collecting belts, doing all this hard ass work, and you're about to get an undisputed title shot, and you haven't really fought shit. This is honestly, you should be chomping at the bit. EJ's have multiple potential career ending, uh, career altering or career ending accidents, I should say. Managed to collect three championship belts in the process, and at the moment where he's the most vulnerable. After both of these accidents, he's choosing to fight you. You, you, everyone's talking about. Oh, the accidents took a lot out of him. He hasn't gotten a knockout in so long. All this bullshit, blah 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 blah. So you should be like, oh great, I'm gonna smoke EJ right now. This is fantastic. He's weak as fuck. He 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 knocked out Ugas, but that's whatever. I'm Bud. I'm a, but no, it's all just bitch made energy because you realize that your stupid ass fans can't fight for you. You realize they're talking all this big shit. And the reality is the one person that got to step in the ring, the one person that actually have to face EJ and see what it's really about, the one person who has eight kids or some shit to think about is you. Your stupid ass <laughs> fans, your stupid ass fan base don't have shit. They don't have to fight shit. They're fucking mostly bums. And you realize you actually got to get in there and see what EJ talking about for real. So, you know, it is what it is, man. Like I said, like Terrence Crawford has every tool he needs to beat EJ. But EJ also has every tool he needs to, ter- uh, to beat Terrence Crawford. So it's it's a good 50-50 fight. That's why it's necessary. But, you know, uh, but Bud, needs to, he needs to, again, stop listening to fucking bums. And, and, and when I say bums, I'm not talking about extreme willpower. Extreme willpower is, is, a, is, a, is a Bud fan with actual common sense. So I'm not talking about him. But he, he needs to just go ahead and sign the contract and start camp. You're not – if EJ wants to give him 50-50, that's great by all means. But if EJ doesn't want to give him 50-50, then yeah, like because you're really not worth that. I'm sorry. Like, like even even they talk about the cruiserweight shit. Even if we pull up the fucking numbers from the cruiserweight fights, that just further proves you shouldn't be getting 50-50. You fucking unifying the division and everybody watching, nigga. And then you beating the who the dudes the niggas you fighting. You fighting postal. He was fighting Ndongo. Like, come on, bro. And then you didn't stop Postal, but little-ass Gary Antoine Russell did. Like, come on, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Gary Gary Antoine Russell would probably beat the crap out of Bud. <laughs> I don't know about all that, but, you know, it's a good little fight. I don't know. I don't know if he whooped. I don't know if he whooped Bud ass, but, uh, you know, it's a, uh, it's, 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 it's a, it's a good fight. <laughs> yeah, I like honestly, like you know, if this fight doesn't happen, then I'm not, I'm not gonna disrespect EJ. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just purely disrespect the crap out of Bud because he, like you know, he's literally wasting our time. And 
you know, like this fight, you know, is signed, sealed, and delivered. And let's just say, you know, if the like or the Mike Cappinger rumors are true that the fight's going to happen in November, then we need to get promotion and for the fight right now. But I don't, I don't think it's happening. Yeah, uh, I mean, it looks bad. I mean, hopefully they're both in training camp and preparing for a fight in November, but. It's just like uh, I, I'll say it, I've said it before. I'll say it again. If Terrence Crawford does not sign this contract for any reason that uh, other than things that are pertaining to his physical health, that's a fucking duck. That's that's a goddamn duck. I don't give a fuck about his paycheck. I don't really care if he doesn't sign this contract because look, nobody has a problem but him. When Errol Spence Jr. was champ challenging for a title. He took less money, took his ass on another platform, fought Kelbrook, whooped that ass, came home. Uh, 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 fucking uh, Sean Porter wanted to fight Terrence Crawford. Took less money, went to another network, lost, but came home still. Devin Haney wanted to get undisputed to fight fucking Cambosis. He took less money, went across the street, went to Australia, whooped that ass. It's only, it's only Terrence Crawford is stuck on stupid. Everyone understand how this fucking business works except him. And, and I'm telling you, it's because he's listening to these fucking bums that don't know shit about shit. Why are you listening to niggas that have, that have never... Like, I'm talking niggas so fucking stupid when it comes to business. They, they, they couldn't even talk their way out of a fucking parking ticket. But 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 you over here advising Bud and sounding like some bitches. Oh, ne- never settle for less, Bud. Know your worth, Bud. You sound like some hoes. Trying to trying to fucking talk talk to each other in a fucking support group. You sound like some hoes with no man. That's 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 that's, that's, a, that's what single bitch. Not real shit. That's what single bitches over thirty always say. Oh, single mother ne- bitches. <laughs> right. Never settle for less, queen. Damn, know your worth, queen. queen. Y'all sound like y'all sound like bitches. You need to be telling him to sign that motherfucking paperwork and get his ass over there and beat up EJ so we can move on. Because I remember, because with Devin Haney, I knew it was a bad situation. I knew it was a shitty deal. But I'm glad he took it. I'm, I'm, I'm sure glad he took it. I was, I, was, I was one of the only people saying you should just go ahead and bite down and take the deal and just whoop everybody's ass. Beat up Cambosis, beat up Lomachenko, and get the fuck out of there. Yep. <laughs> and, and, that's, and that's the advice you're supposed to give a fighter that if you want the fights to happen. These dumbasses keep talking about every, every fucking time we get to this subject, they talk about Bud's paycheck. Man, fuck Bud's paycheck. Okay, you shouldn't be worried about all that. Uh, and, and me, I'm like, if EJ wants to give Terrence Crawford 100% of the purse and EJ gets nothing, fine, great, as long as we get the fight. But these niggas are over here fucking pocket washing, talking about, oh, you know, what Buzz should be getting. You don't know what Buzz should be getting? Shit. Yeah. Buzz shouldn't be getting shit, really. He should be getting 60-40. <laughs> but, yeah. but, yeah, he really he really shouldn't because he hasn't accomplished it at welterweight. They, they, they keep bringing up him being undisputed at 140 because it's the only fucking time he was putting in legitimate work because what nobody fighting down there. Fucking Danny Garcia got a better resume at 140 than fucking Bud. And, that, and that's just that's just the sad reality of it. Danny, Gar- <laughs> Danny Garcia... No, seriously, Danny Garcia took out better names at 140 than Terrence Crawford. Dan- Danny Garcia could have been undisputed faster than Bud. Oh, Danny Garcia would have beat the shit out of people that Bud fought. But, like, you know... Danny, 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 if he had been undisputed at 140, 
and then brought that up to the welterweight division and fought like let's just say Thurman, Porter, and then probably Spence because because theoretically you know if he had just moved up, got the WBC, and then fought Spence like right after the Kelbrook victory. That that would have been legendary. I would I would respect Danny Garcia, but still like Garcia, having he had he had all three he had three out of the uh he had the WBA WBC in the ring. So yeah, he had three belts at, at one point. Yeah, he was he was just dude. He Danny Garcia was a dark horse at one forty. I don't I don't care what anybody. Yeah, I don't care what anybody says. Like Dan, I didn't I didn't see anybody beating him. <laughs> Yeah, because he he's the one that smoked. Didn't didn't was he like the second person to smoke Amir Khan? Yeah, yeah. But at one point he was fighting some certifieds. He was fighting fucking Ashley Theophane. He was fighting uh, Nate Campbell, Kendall Holt, Eric Morales, Amir Khan, Eric Morales again, Zab Judah, Lucas Matisse, Mauricio Herrera, and that was his last fight at one forty, I believe. But yeah, he was fighting fucking certified Khan. But it was nigga. I wasn't, bro. Like, I'm sorry, but yeah, the reality is, is that Danny Garcia's 140 run is better than Buzz, and Buzz got undisputed. That's just that's just the reality of the situation. So they, but again, they keep bringing that shit up. That's the only time he put in some work. That's yeah, the only yeah. time he put in some work and unify some shit. And you, and, and the thing is, they keep talking about PBC as witness protection island. That's stupid because Bud has fought PBC fighters before. PBC is not limited to fighting their own uh, competition. They like you no, know, they can uh, they can cross promote to any network. You know, like we saw with you know who's that one fighter? Um, I forgot the other guy's name, but I'll just use uh, hmm. I, um, I'll use um, like you know, a fucking uh, who's that one fighter? Ryan Martin. You know, he's a great example. You know, he fights on the PBC. Or like I'm pretty sure he used to, but look at know, Roger he, Gutierrez. Roger Gutierrez spent most of his career on the zone. Now he's coming yeah. over to PBC. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not a PBC doesn't protect fighters. It's about who wants to make a deal with PBC because people will talk about people will talk, say that, that that stupid ass quote about the win loss ratio between top rank and, and fucking PBC. But the reality of it is is that that's because those people only make the fights they think they can fucking win. That's why they only want to make the fights that they think they can fucking win. Like that, that's why that's why fucking um that's yeah, that's that's the only reason why certain fights why certain fights even 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 get made or even get entertained. Like they're talking all this big shit about how the fight needs to be a uh, uh, um um the fight needs to be on the zone for, for Tank versus Ryan Garcia, but none of that bullshit happened for Pacquiao, even though that was a fucking <laughs> <laughs> so oh, Manny Pacquiao, you gotta fight on the zone. Yeah, no. they just, they just, yeah, they just, they just talk all this stupid shit. Just like Wilder, Wilder had no problem going to top rank. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's like you guys are just saying things. Devin Haney doesn't have a problem going to top rank, and he's not, he's not fucking losing. So they just, they, you know, they're just, they're just talking shit. Yeah, I, mean, I don't, I don't. Devin Haney, I know Devin Haney wasn't PBC, but Andy Ruiz Jr. used to be top rank. Yeah, Thomas DeWarme used to be top rank. Ugas yeah, and, used to be top rank. Mikey Garcia used to be. <laughs> yeah, and Andy Ruiz. Andy Ruiz was on PBC. He went over to fucking uh uh. He went over to uh to, to the zone and and smoked AJ's bitch ass. Yep. <laughs> so it's, it's like you know just dudes just talking like what are we doing here? Yeah, like I 
like, I was going to add on to, like, the top-ranked PBC, you know, like, I guess, like, the Clash, like, no record thing, but, like, if you had a setup where, like, networks had their stables fighting each other, like, it's like a, like, like, you know, almost like a league type of Clash type of thing, I would... Like, 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 I would favor PBC competition beating top rank competition any day. It depends on the division and it depends on the matchups, but, um, I'm sorry, I was reading something. I was tracking the package. But, um, but yeah, no, like, it, it depends on the, it depends on the competition. I mean, people, people keep, people keep saying, uh, people keep saying that top rank has the best fighters. But then they say they have the best matchmakers. That's that. That's that's those those two things can't both be true. Those those two things, you know, are are, are, are mutually are mutually exclusive. Uh, the the yeah, those things those things are uh, are um, yeah, those things are mutually exclusive because they can't both be true. Because why would you need the best matchmakers if you know you have the best fighter? That's all. I'm yeah. Talking. Why? Why do you? Why do your fighters need to be match made carefully if you already have the best? They should just be able to whoop everybody's ass, right? Yeah. So it doesn't make sense. So when you acknowledge that Top Rank has the best matchmakers, you're acknowledging that they don't have the best fucking fighters. Because I, because honestly, like if we look at Top Rank stable, Top Rank stable is fucking is, is weak as fuck. And, and, and what's worse is that Top Rank fighters they get a lot of credit for fucking hype, but the, it's it's work they haven't even fucking put in yet. They get all like they they get they get credit for like like I'm sorry, but look at Keyshawn. Keyshawn hasn't done shit, and they're already saying that oh he's gonna be a fucking pound pound great. He beats all these people based off of what, nigga? He has a combined win loss like um ratio of like a hundred and something odd versus thirty five wins or thirty five yeah, well, losses. I don't give I don't give a <laughs> fuck about the amateurs. I get so fucking tired of people talking about the fuck amateurs. Like bro, fuck that shit. Okay. Because because doesn't make you better. Because <laughs> they they talk they talk they talk all this shit about the I mean amateurs. I will say amateurs. It, it, it is a good indicator of your success. But look look at look at fucking Tony Yoka. Tony Yoka was an Olympic gold medalist in France. Olympic gold medalist. The the thing that they suck off they suck Lomachenko's dick over. He he got his ass whooped, and I'm talking whooped. He got his ass destroyed for ten straight rounds. Did I think I think Tony Yoka literally may have landed one or two punches on Mark? He got his ass destroyed by a nigga with sixteen amateur fights. <laughs> Martin McCauley, Martin McCauley has has sixteen amateur fights and fucking embarrassed an Olympic gold medalist. And I'm and I'm talking I'm I'm not I'm talking beyond embarrassment. He beat the shit out of Tony, um, out of, out of Tony Yoka, man. That's he beat sad. he beat the living shit out of Tony Yoka. Tony Yoka is gonna be permanently damaged from that ass whooping. It was the most embarrassing display. It was it was fucking horrible. I watched that fight from beginning to end. Tony Yoka barely landed a fucking punch. Martin Bacoli made Tony Yoka look like a straight bitch. And honestly, if Tony Yoka retired after that fight, I couldn't even be mad. Yeah, my favorite. Because it's like, uh, bro, if you're getting ha- if you're getting the heaters put on you like that by Bacoli, who the fuck are you beating? Yeah, my favorite, uh, my favorite uh, Olympic gold medalist, you know, beat down fight 
is um Tyrell Biggs versus um who's that one fighter? Uh it was against um man. Oh Gary uh um Gary Mason. It was Gary Mason. Gary Mason was 31 and oh. And uh this is after like, the Mike Tyson knockout loss. But he got knocked out by Francisco uh uh uh, uh right? He was undefeated. He knocked him out. Um he was some white boy from um like you know from um Italy. Mm-hmm. Uh he got knocked out in uh five rounds. And then Gary Mason, the fight after that, that was like a year later, back in October. Um he, um, he knocked him out uh in like seven rounds if I'm not mistaken. But ever since then, like leading up to Riddick Bow and Lennox um Lewis knockout losses, like um he just looked worse, you know, stepping down in competition. But it's like every time he just turns it up like a bit, you know, he always just got his ass beat. But you know, that's just like a clear like like you know, like a clear indicator to show that all this amateur experience bullshit doesn't make you better at the professional level because you still need to garner the professional experience to be a good fighter. I'm not I'm not gonna say that the amateurs doesn't help. All I'm saying is that no one should earn all of their hype exclusively because of the amateurs. That yeah. shit that shit gets on my nerves because I'm like, dude, that always happens. Someone with all this amateur experience comes in and loses to a nigga with not even any. Like, bro, Devranchenko, people don't like to talk about it because Charlo beat the shit out of him. Yeah, certainly Devranchenko. Devranchenko had yeah. almost had almost as many amateur fights as Lomachenko. Yep. And Charlo made him look like a bitch. But then, but but but, yeah. then, but but then that same guy goes on. To almost fucking drop Triple G and made him look like a bitch. And these are these are two dudes with far superior amateur experience to Jamal Charlo. And Jamal Charlo would body both of these dudes. He 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 whooped Devin Jekyll's ass so smooth. Triple G was like uh, Triple G and Canelo were like, you know what? Hell no. Jamal Hell Charlo. Jamal Charlo and Jamal Charlo combined don't even have that many, you know, amateur fights. They really don't. And look at like. them. They're, 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 they're working their entire division. Like Brian Castano fought as a middleweight amateur. He beat Devranchenko and Errol Spence Jr. in the amateurs. He just got knocked out. Yep. So, like I, like I said, I appreciate the amateur background and all that shit. I really do. But stop making it seem like these motherfuckers destroy everybody because the amateurs, like, they talk about Andy Cruz. I'm like, bro, Andy Cruz is 26 years old, doesn't have a single fucking professional fight, and you're saying he fucks with Keyshawn and Shakur and Devin Haney <laughs> right now. Like, what the fuck? Like, oh, my God. Like, bro, hey, Andy, like, hey, like, if any of you Cubans are watching that are connected with Andy Cruz, please come tell up. Please go tell Andy to come out here to New York or go down to Florida, get that work in for training, and then in your first fight, fight Keyshawn Davis. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Because they're basically even. Keyshawn only has five fights, and he hasn't fought no damn body. So it, you can just you can just run it back from the amateurs. Except it's just it's it's uh it's eight ounce gloves and no headgear. Don't be a bitch, you know. Like and, and um and look, who guys beat up Terrence Crawford in the amateurs? Do y'all really think that that fight would go that way in the pros? No. No, Bud will smoke Ugas like a fucking Cohiba. Like, it was like, man. <laughs> like, that's, that's why I, I, 
I, I even put it on Twitter. I was like, if Ugas had beat Errol Spence Jr., Terrence Crawford would have signed that motherfucking paperwork so fast he would have left skid marks on the page. I get. I guarantee. Errol Spence from 2019 would kill Ugas. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, like the Errol Spence Jr. that fought Lamont Peterson. Oh my God, I would. Ugas, I would. Ugas's eyes would just be literally destroyed. No, he, Ugas he would not been, see it no more. Ugas would have been unconscious. Like, like he, he wouldn't have just got stopped by a doctor. He would have been unconscious. If, 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 yeah, if twenty, if twenty nineteen, if, uh, if fucking, uh, yeah, if twenty nineteen, Errol Spence was, was fighting uh, this nigga. Yeah, nah, he, he would have got smoked. Yeah, <laughs> he got ass smoked. But uh, shit, even like, a, but even twenty eighteen, like I said, the the version of Errol Spence that fought Lamont Peterson. Oh my God, Sean Porter would have got knocked out. Uh, fucking Garcia, Mikey Garcia would have got knocked out. Danny Garcia would have got knocked out. Fucking Bud would get knocked out. All the, that nigga was crazy. Yeah, that's why. That's how that I like Errol Spence so much because I, because I literally study him like every single night whenever I, you know, do any boxing training myself. Yeah, nah, just he, like he's very, very talented, very efficient, and I tell people this all the time. And, and it's funny because a lot of Shakur Stevenson fans are just Bud Crawford fans. They like Shakur because he's close to Bud. I tell them all the time, the reason why you love Shakur Stevenson is because he fights how Errol Spence Jr. used to fight. Yeah, that's true. It, it's, yeah. It's, it's the truth. They have the same pattern. They have the same cadence, the, j- the steady jab, the emphasis on body work, the forward pressure. Shakur Stevenson is a little bit faster on the feet and has more dynamic movement defensively. But the reason why they like Errol Spence Jr. is because, I mean, the reason why they like Shakur Stevenson is because Errol Spence Jr. was basically Shakur Stevenson with power. Yeah. Shakur has to move around the ring because he knows that his concussive punching ability isn't where it needs to be to knock people down. So it's better that he not exchange with people. Yeah, that's why he's more of a, well, I, well, I label him more of like a pure boxer volume puncher. I don't I don't label him as a true deadly deadly heavy-handed power uh power uh like you know like a boxer puncher but um I think Shakur if he if he moves up in weight and his power starts to increase I think I think that's where you know he'll start earning that title of being like a bona fide boxer puncher obviously not next to Javante Davis but I think I think Shakur Stevenson you know he's still growing into his man strength. Yeah, I mean we'll we'll see, but but you know, uh, before before Earl Spence had his issues, like I said, that's why all these people, that's why all these people were super high on uh, on Earl Spence, and that's why all these people are super high on Shakur Stevenson because, like I said, he fights like Earl Spence used to. And, and and keep in mind, Earl Spence has power. Shakur Stevenson, and that's another, like I said, another important thing about fighting, uh, about tailoring your fighting style to your strengths. Shakur Stevenson knows he doesn't have super concussive power, so he has to move his feet more. Whereas, you know, someone like Errol Spence can afford to be slower on the feet because Errol Spence knows he has power and he has dog. Errol Spence will trade with you. Errol Spence will punch with you, and you might not get the best of it. Whereas Shakur will just disengage. Like, Shakur was, like, worried about Nakatila and shit. That's that's why people make me laugh when they're like, oh, Shakur will dog walk tank. I'm like, first of all, ain't nobody dog walking tank. Hell no. If you beat Tank ass, like, <laughs> I, I talk shit about Tank's resume all the time. But I'm going to say this. 
if you whooped take ass, you bled for that W. Like yeah. you, you had to bleed for that fucking W. Like you going you gonna work your ass off to be tank. Cause and I always ask people, I, I, I always ask people, what does Shakur do that tank cannot also do? Like work the body. <laughs> like, there's there's nothing that Shakur can do that Tank can also do. But the thing is, Shakur cannot emulate Tank's powers. No. So <laughs> people are like, people are like, oh, Shakur is like this ex- super expert boxing mind. I'm like, that's fine. That's great. That all sounds good. But Tank is very fast, and Tank can close the distance on his little. First of all, Tank is also a southpaw, but Tank can close the distance on his little ass real quick. And if Tank lets and if Tank lets one bad shot off. Shakur's up out of there. Yeah, and I was just talking with BFTB about that. Um, I should have I should have said more about it, but Gervonta knows how to land those shots effectively. He's not he's not coming in in there to box with you. He's coming in there to box to knock you out type of fighting. There's a like you now there's a huge difference of being a boxer puncher and a pure boxer. A pure boxer likes to keep it to the center. A boxer puncher will either keep it to the center if they need to respect you with your power, if you're able to push push him or her back. But if he doesn't respect your power and his power is killing you to a mental state of mind, then that's an automatic knockout waiting to happen. Because every single fight Gervonta has had a knockout in, look at how they're uh, like, look at every opponent Gervonta has knocked out. They just can't stand his power as he's boxing them. And with the defensive high ring IQ that he has on top of that, that's a very dangerous type of style that not a lot of fighters can very well handle. Gervonta has to be killed in that situation where you have to throw something really like messed up to actually hurt Gervonta. And I don't think that's ever going to happen. I think Gervonta is one of those guys where you have to literally go through a very bloody war in order to beat him. Well, that's the thing. Like people talk about, like people, people, people talk about, um, people talk about Gervonta, and they forget who trained him. Gervonta comes from the Mayweather school of boxing. He was discovered by Adrian Broner, who also came from the, basically the Mayweather school. And uh, and then he was he came up under Floyd Mayweather and Calvin Ford also they, they all emphasize boxing, so Tank has the skills of a pure boxer, but he has the power of a slugger. That's what makes him dangerous because if Tank needs to box you, he can box you. He he can he can he can box you. He can do all that good shit. But if if he's losing the fight, he has a bailout. He has some. He has another tool. If Shakur is down on the rounds, like down in the cards against Tank, what the fuck is Shakur gonna do? Besides fucking cry, he's not. He's not. He's not gonna do shit. He's just gonna sit there and watch himself lose. If Tank is down on the cards against anybody, he knows what he has to do. He he knows that when the when when he gets on, when the pressure's on, he can get you up out of there. Like 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 when like when they thought that he like when Mayweather said he he was losing to Barrios, he said, "All right, fuck this shit," and then he got in there and he took Barrios up out. <laughs> So so yeah so yeah that's that's what I mean so if Tank was a worse boxer yeah I would I would say Shakur will dog walk his ass but Tank is just as skilled there's nothing that Shakur knows that Tank doesn't also know and like I said Shakur doesn't have any magical power he can fucking summon 
Like he doesn't he doesn't have any 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 like this random late stage. Like unless he hits a massive growth spurt, he doesn't have some power he can draw on. He's he's just gonna sit there and get beat up. But like I said, I think I think the fight will go. I think to be honest, like Shakur would look really good and impressive for the first five six rounds, and then Tank would start to get frustrated and pissed off that he couldn't hit Shakur, and then Tank would start to get dirty. And then eventually Shakur would, you know, Shakur would, um, Shakur would, you know, be trying to slide around on the ropes and Tank would time him, let off a bad shot and then get Shakur hurt and make him take a knee or some shit. And then Tank would just jump on him and finish his ass off. Yeah, that's how I see it. I don't, I don't even think Gervonta would be frustrated. I think Gervonta would just be pissed off that Shakur, Shakur's trying to like, see like the biggest flaw out of Shakur's offense or Shakur's defense is that. He holds a lot, and he really thinks that the referee is going to save him if, like, you know, like a fighter tries to be, like, a little bit dirty in, like, certain clinching exchanges, right? So I think Shakur, he's going to use that to his advantage because he really thinks, like, like you know, like the referee is going to save him in the event of, like, oh, hey, ref, you know, you got to watch out for this because Tank is a very, very, you know, rough like, you know, rough and rugged, you know, inside clenches. And it's like, that's not going to work. Like, uh, Gervonta is not going to, you know, be kind to you when he clenches up inside of the pocket. And I think what's going to happen is is that Shakur is going to think that Gervonta is going to, you know, give him any sort of um, respect when they try to clench it up. And I think what Tank is going to do, he's going to lure him into, like, a big shot. And Gervonta is just going to hurt him, and then Shakur is just going to break mentally and physically. Yeah, and you know what? I that well, you what you said was correct, but I think that one of Shakur's key points of vulnerability, which I don't know why. I mean, I, I would hope someone would time this. I mean, not hope, but like if I was a coach, I would time for this. You know, when Shakur is backed against the ropes and he puts both hands up and slides to the left or the right. Yeah. If someone could time that and not aim for his head, but aim for his liver, like with a looping hook, they could get it. Frank Martin can definitely do that. You know, somebody. But but the, if I was a coach and I was trying to beat Shakur, that's that's one target of opportunity. That's one moment of opportunity I would look for. Whenever whenever he's avoiding a body shot, he will like it's like what Mayweather used to do. Mayweather will put both hands up and then slide to his left or his right. But so so that's that's why like you got to be careful. But you got to wait until Shakur's back is firmly against the ropes so his sliding distance isn't that far. And then as opposed to stopping short, planning, and throwing the shot from distance, close and throw the shot closer and uh, throw the shot closer to where his ass has to hit the ropes and then he won't be able to slide as far. Because what him and Mayweather do is they stop short right before the ropes so they have freedom to slide around on both sides. Press Shakur back to where his ass is touching the ropes and then let off the looping shot and then, you know, try to get him like that. But somebody yeah. like somebody like Tank will see that shit. They won't stop short, and they'll get you. And and as and as we just saw with Roley, Tank doesn't really need that much power to fuck your shit up, because because he barely touched Roley's shin, and Roley got was out of there. He, yeah, if it was like a clean, clean shot that he hit with Roley, he probably would have broke Roley's jaw. Oh my God, Roley would have been unconscious. Roley would have got fucking Leo Santa Cruz if, if Tank if Tank could put any juice on that Roley. Yeah, his whole his whole face would have probably been like severely, severely fucking swollen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he would have broke his shit. 
but yeah, no, yeah. Tank Tank needs Tank needs so little. Like even the shots he was hitting Barrios with, those he wasn't even loading up really. Like I mean, maybe maybe with the body shot to end the fight, he loaded up, but he wasn't really he wasn't really hitting Barrios with that much shit. Yeah, he was doing such a great job in that fight. And I mean, people try to act like, oh, Gervonta, he's not good at one forty, but I disagree. He's amazing at one forty, and I think at one forty seven, he would he would stop some guys too. One forty seven might be a bit much right now for Tank, but at one forty, definitely Tank could do all the damage at one forty. At one forty seven, yeah, like I'm not saying feed him the boots, <laughs> but maybe stand Jonas or like fight Abel Ramos. <laughs> that oh, well, Abel Ramos, yeah, he'll beat up Abel Ramos. But yeah, dudes like Stan Jonas, I don't know. Stan Jonas is Stan Jonas is not a hoe. Stan Jonas could. Do some damage. I'm not saying Tank would lose that fight, but you know that's some shit. That's some shit where it's like not right now. <laughs> you know, yeah. You got, you got you got plenty of food to got eat. Of, yeah, yeah. You got plenty of food to eat at 135. You got plenty. You got more than plenty at at, at 140. And shit, him versus Gary Antron. What's will be some shit? They both from the DMV. <laughs> Them niggas. Uh, I don't think they really like each other that much. So you know that 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 be that be some good shit. <laughs> And they need a fight inside of the DMV. I would, I would definitely, I would definitely go to that fight. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm right here. I'll definitely go. I'll fucking, I'll just drive. Have that, have that inside of the Washington Wizards Stadium. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that'd be some, that'd be some super good shit. So yeah, you know, so yeah, he's got, he's got a lot of food to eat, and and also like, a, and also I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I'm, I'm kind of on tank ass because he was talking shit, talking about I want Devin Haney and Cambosa's winner. And so I'm like, Tank, with all due respect, if your next fight is not a certified, like if it's not fucking, um, like if it's not the Devin Haney Cambosa's winner, if it's not Lomachenko, if it's not fucking Tiafimo, somebody, then like, you know, I'm looking at you sideways, bro. Because it, it sound it's sounding a lot like you don't really want any smoke. And I, I know, I know that's not what I'm, I'm hearing and seeing and shit. Yeah, because, uh, that's what I was just about to ask, but if not Devin, who who is Gervonta gonna fight next? Tank can fight plenty of people. Tank can fight fucking uh shit because he weighed in at one thirty three, so he's not struggling to make weight. So Tank can fight fucking he can fight he can fight Lomachenko in the meantime, in between time. I mean, he's talking about Ryan Garcia, but Ryan Garcia's bitch ass don't want to fight. He could fight he 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 could try to fight Tiafimo at one forty. He could try to fight um shit. Let me see who in the ranking. He could try to get some Frank Martin smoke. Frank Martin will take that paycheck. He could try to fight Joe. Well, Joseph Diaz got a fight coming up. Uh, shit, Richard Comey got a fight coming up. Shit, William Zapata got a fight coming up. Damn, Zapata, uh, he's gonna fight Jojo Diaz, and I was just about to say Jojo Diaz versus Gervonta would be an amazing fight. Eh, I don't think it'd be amazing. I think Jojo probably get knocked out rather quickly because he. Uh, <laughs> And, and, that's not, and, that, and that's, that's not to say JoJo's bad, just the strategy he would use. He would try to come forward and fight Gervonta on the inside. Come in Mexican style, be like, boom, boom. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. He, so, yeah, he, he, would, would, he would destroy his left eye socket. <laughs> no, I think I think JoJo Diaz would come in and try to fight Gervonta on the inside and get hit with one uppercut and go to fucking sleep. That's, that's basically how that fight would pretty much go. I don't really see it going any differently. But uh, but yeah, I mean, um, like I said, there's Gary Antoine Russell. I mean, shit, if he wants to come up, uh, uh, 
Reese is, well, Reese is pro-rated bitch ass. I don't want to fight nobody for real. And um, he can fight Gary Antoine. He can fight Subaru Matias. He can try to fight Taylor. He can try to fight Liam Phil. Like, he can fight all of 140. Them niggas aren't busy. Should I say for the meantime, fight uh, Gary Antoine Russell. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a major fight. But, yeah, he got he to gotta just he gotta make some moves. Like, they're talking about sacrificing Michelle Rivera, Ali's real grandson to him. And I'm like, all right, I, I guess. But Yeah, Michelle Rivera, that's a – yeah, that should be an X. That's, I mean, that's not – like, I don't even like that. Like, I, don't, I don't even like the Ryan Garcia fight because they're both going to just fucking lose. They're going to get knocked out. <laughs> And I'm I'm tired like I'm just I'm tired of seeing tanks in situations where I like guarantee like where you can guarantee he's gonna knock the dudes out. Like I wanna see where we just don't know. And people talk about this big shit about oh well, he smokes Devin Haney, he smokes this, he smokes that. We don't fucking know. Okay. Like they're like I say like I, I say for example that he probably smokes Lomachenko, but it's still a good fight. But now people are People are people are kind of reconsidering that because you know Lomachenko's a little bit older, and they see that you know shit isn't sweet. Tank is a fucking beast, so you know. But still, I want to. I always want to see him against some marquee names. Yeah, that's I all. Mean, that's, all, that's all the fuck I'm actually asking for here. Yeah, yeah, because Javante is gonna be 28 coming soon, so he needs to like he needs all these big fights like right now. I mean, yeah, he's in his prime. A, a man's physical prime is probably from like twenty-three to thirty-three. Uh, you know, twenty-three, thirty-three, maybe thirty-four, depending on how you take care of yourself. But that's basically it. That's yeah. That's, that's your fucking prime. Like yep. you, you get a solid decade of maximum testosterone, youthful energy, whatever, whatever. Like they they can have debates about man strength, but to be honest. I think after 23, you're pretty much in your man's face. So however strong you are is kind of what you're going to get unless you move up in weight or start strength and conditioning specifically for punching power. Yeah, but, I agree. Yeah, but, like, what you see is what you get. Like, Montana Love is not going to punch any fucking harder than he's going to punch. Devin Haney is most likely not going to punch any harder than he's going to punch. No fucking... Can of Sims. <laughs> yeah, no, no fucking Blu-ray is going to change that shit. Like, Shakur Stevenson... I know you said that thing about man strength. Shakur Stevenson is probably going to be at where he's at, and that's just that's that's the reality. And there's nothing wrong with that. He's just doing what good. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Power, power is not everything to win a fight. Yeah, it's called boxing, not knockout. And if you know you don't have power and you fight like you don't have power, you can still win lots of matches. Like look at Bivol. Bivol hadn't gotten a knockout in six fights, but he whooped Canelo's ass. Uh, Bivol, he's awesome, man. I just, I just like how he fights. Yeah, he just does everything nice and simple, you know, working, working behind the jab, and just you know, puts his punches together. One, two, one, two, three, one, two, three. Pivot to the side, you know, hands up, hands up. Pivot to the side, body, body. One, two, three. Very simple. But uh, but and the thing is too, Bivol has power. Like people think, oh, Bivol can't punch. No, Bivol. Bivol, Bivol's just like Ugas if you think about it. No, Bivol got more power than fucking Ugas. Ugas don't have that much power. Oh, oh, okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, Bivol Bivol just doesn't take risks. Bivol doesn't press for the knockout. That's the thing. Like, Ugas can try to press for a knockout, and he still wouldn't get it. Like, 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 uh, for example, if uh, when Canelo was on the ropes beckoning Bivol in, if Bivol had pressed Canelo, he would have knocked Canelo the fuck out. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yo, he would have been like, boom, boom, boom. And then Canelo's body would have shifted like, uh, uh. And then, and, and, and then like uh, uh, the DAZN commentators would be like, oh my God, Canelo is hurt. Canelo's got to get knocked out. And then Bivol hits him with that final shot and be like, boom. And then they'd be like, oh, Canelo gets knocked out of the ring. Canelo Alvarez finally dethroned with a knockout loss to Bivol. Yeah, like, like, yeah, Bivol, like, people think that because Bivol doesn't press for knockouts that he can't knock people out. No, Bivol punches hard as fuck. And like I said, if he had, if, if Bivol was pressing for knockouts, everybody he didn't knock out, he could have smoked. He could have straight dusted. So that's, that's, that's a mistake. People, people get that shit twisted all the time and it pisses me off. Bivol can punch hard as fuck. And the, and the reason, even the shots that you saw Canelo eat, those were, I'm not going to say they're glancing shots, but they were fast shots. They weren't meant to put you down. They were meant to keep you back keep you away they were just real quick because bibble was letting his hands go on the inside but if bibble was pressing for a knockout and actually sitting down on his punches because bibble bibble fights on his toes a lot so therefore he doesn't generate a lot of power by sitting he, he doesn't sit down on any punches he just throws them to land and score points because that's how he's used to boxing and he doesn't really press for knockouts but if bibble actually sat down planted his heels and started throwing he he would have he would have knocked canelo's fucking head off agreed like, like, like Ugas, you saw with Ugas when Aerosmith spit his mouthpiece out. Ugas, like, planted, sat down, and put everything on that right hand. And Aerosmith just, it was, he was off balance. He wasn't even close to dazed or anything. Yeah, like he that. ate that shit. Exactly. Whereas Bibble, if, if, if he had actually sat down on some shit, Canelo would have been fucked up. Dude, imagine if Canelo dropped his mouthpiece like Aerosmith and he got hit with that same shot. Canelo would have been knocked out. <laughs> yeah, he would have been knocked smooth out. He would have been like, boom! And then Canelo is just like... Like, honestly, like now that I think about it, it, it kind of makes me think Can- Canelo is very capable of getting stopped by hey, Triple G. <laughs> g- give me one second. I'll be right back. One second. Yeah. But yeah, um, uh, this uh, fight card is going to be lit, you know, for anybody that is watching on the other platforms. Uh I'm not really too high on the Teofimo Lopez fight. I think Pedro might get the upset victory. But um, as far as Xander goes, I think this Mexican dude might present a problem to him. But if Xander does get the victory, congratulations. But I say from there on, you need to start fighting like Jamonte Clark or maybe like, you know, the likes of somebody that's really credible. Because, uh, I mean, this is going to be like your 14th belt, and I would expect you to fight, you know, veteran-style competition. But um, we'll see what happens. But, you know, the week after that, we got, um, you know, what's that other fight card? Uh, I think Navarrete, he's fighting on the 20th, too, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think he's fighting on the 20th against um, one of the Bias twins. I think it's Eduardo Bias, but... Um, uh, that's going to be a pretty good card because, uh, Tiger Johnson, um, like, um, what's his name? Uh, shit, shit. Trying to think of his name. Hold on. Let me take a look at it. But I know Tiger Johnson, he's on the card. Oh, Delante. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Delante Tiger Johnson. He'll be fighting, um, he'll be fighting on that card. Um, yeah, um, Eduardo Baez, he'll be fighting Emmanuel Navarrete. Um, 
Oh, Xavier Martinez. He's he's coming back. You know, I'm not I'm not really looking forward to him. And then oh, uh, Luis Alberto Lopez. He's coming back onto the card. And um, the Bias brothers yeah. can't punch. Oh wait, who? The Bias brothers. They can't fucking punch. I don't know yeah, the Bias brothers are not that good. I don't. <laughs> like I mean, they and it's weird because uh, that, that's a, that's a good example of people who don't fight for their strength. Uh, I think the one that's fighting Navarrete, he he like tries to bang in the pocket like he has power, and I'm like, bro, you have you cannot punch for jack shit. Like I don't I don't understand why you're always in the pocket trying to like really slug it out with people. You know you have no fucking power. Yeah, <laughs> like that shit that shit has always like been weird to me. Like why are you like why are you doing this to yourself? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see them making that far anyway. I, I think, I think, I think they're gonna get stopped, you know, pretty bad in their careers. Yeah, I think. Yeah, Navarrete's gonna take him the fuck out because they both have losses. Uh, like Eduardo has two losses, and I think his brother got knocked out before. So. Yeah, his brother got stopped by Carlos Carabao. Yeah, Car- yeah, that dude's the Carlos Carabao's good as fuck. Carabao, like when I saw him fight against that Dominican dude, he got pieced up in that fight. But but Carlos was hurting that guy. He like that. Um, honestly, like if that was like a ten rounder, I think I think Carlos Carlos could have made a comeback in that fight. But that uh, that was a very fun fight. Like in the, when I was there for the Belanga card. Yeah, the only the only time Carlos looked terrible was um. Was against what Jonas Sultan? Is that who he lost to? Yeah, yep, the Filipino dude. Yeah, he got knocked down four times. That was that was a bad fight. I was like, shit. Yeah, yeah, that that, that wasn't a good fight at all. But but uh, but yeah, no, I'm looking at the card right now. This was this was a oh my god, they got Ali's fake grandson. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna have a rematch with that Mexican guy Reyes Sanchez. <laughs> oh my god, get, get him the fuck out of here. Um, Bro, yeah. Nico, Nico is garbage. I fucking hate him, man. He's gonna get beat up. He's not good. He's gonna get beat up. Like that one black dude that he fought. If they had let that dude continue, he might have knocked him out. Dude, Austin Williams would beat the shit out of him. Oh my god, Austin Williams smoke. Oh wait, that black dude that that you said that was beating up on Nico. Who was it? Shit, I don't remember. Let me let me go. Let me look up. I'm on. Oh wait, like, I'm actually looking at it right now. Uh, it was uh, Jeremiah. Oh yeah, Jeremiah, yeah. yo. Yeah, he yeah, got Jer- Jeremiah Yeager, right? Yeah. If 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 they had let Jeremiah continue and hadn't stopped that fight, he might have fucked around and knocked Nico out because he was getting some shots off. He's yeah, he was going Jer- to work. <laughs> Jer- Jeremiah hit him hit him so clean with that left hook, and Nico Nico stumbled like a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Nico Nico was about to get stopped. <laughs> Okay, and then they got um, Austin Brooks. I have not watched that much of. I will be honest, but I think Antonio gonna win his fight. Nico probably gonna win his bitch ass fight. Austin Brooks probably gonna win his. Uh, wait, who? Wait, Austin Brooks is. Uh, is this is this is this nickname kid Austin? Oh wait, no, that's not. No, Austin. no, 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 that's Floyd Schofield. There. Oh wait, about. yeah, this dude is white. Never mind. Yeah, I've seen a little bit of Austin Brooks. He should be able to beat this person. Uh, oh, Brooks, I don't, I don't like him. I think, I think he's garbage. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not saying he's super good, but I've seen him fight. He should be able to beat the person he's fighting. Yeah. 
but uh, Luis Alberto Lopez is going to beat the shit out of this dude, and I hope I lo- I hope he gets Warrington because he's going to tear Warrington the fuck out the frame. Yeah, he better like, get Warrington. He'll be. Yeah, <laughs> I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if Warrington ducked that because 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 the thing is, if if fucking uh, if Mauricio Lara could knock you out, Luis Alberto Lopez is gonna fucking he's gonna make you retire. Like, because yeah. yeah, Luis, I mean, I know he has two losses to like some random ass people, but Luis Alberto Lopez has been he's been working, he's, he's been, been refining, been hot. he's been refining his style, he's been on a hot streak, man. He's been he's been making some people look like bitches, like he. He made he made Gabriel he, he permanently damaged Gabe Flores. He whooped Isaac. He beat the shit out of Isaac Lowe. But he, <laughs> even though Isaac Lowe was never fucking good, but Isaac he permanently Lowe. yeah, but he permanently damaged his ass. So yeah, nah, this dude he gonna do he gonna he gonna he gonna go to work on whoever this dude is, and I hope he gets um I hope he gets punk ass Warrington afterwards. Uh, Miguel Contreras, I think I've seen one or two of his fights. He should beat. Uh, Ruiz, Xavier Martinez is gonna beat Guerrero. That's because I've I've seen um, Xavier Martinez. I have to uh, say some of, some of these West Coast fighters are are getting better, man. Yeah, I was I was gonna say like uh, a lot of these California fighters are like becoming really big threats. I'm definitely I'm definitely looking at a lot of them now. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, that, like, like Giovanni Santiago from San Diego, he good. Yo, he's, he, he's, he's so good. good. I dude, I love watching him. Yeah, he's very fun. He's very entertaining. Defensively, he has some issues, uh, but he's good for what? Wait, he's definitely a challenge. I don't think that he would fucking. I don't think that he would smoke like the top five, but I think he's 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 definitely good. And and uh, I'm not gonna label him a walking upset alert just yet. But he, he's definitely still. Yeah, I like to see him face like you know any like top fifteen welterweight. I think I think it's time for him to do that at this point of his career. But huh? Oh no no! Like I wasn't gonna say anything. If you had something to say, go for it. Oh uh, well, uh, I don't think. Uh, I don't think he's currently. Uh, I gotta. I'm looking at the rankings. He is not currently ranked with anybody, so that's gonna be hard to come by. But yeah, he should definitely get some kind of premium smoke. Like some of these niggas at welterweight are ranked in the top ten and they ain't doing shit. Like who the fuck? Who the who the who the fuck is is Kita Obara? Who is this? Some Japanese yeah. Japanese welterweight? <laughs> Never in my life. This motherfucker is 25 and four. Who the fuck is he? Yeah, Santiago should fight this dude. Um, Taras, Taras, uh, Shalushkek. Who, who is this? This motherfucker is, 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 uh, some, he's some random boxing dude. He's 17 and 0 against nobody. Oh, who, this is how you know the sanctioning bodies, they just pay people. Cause how is this motherfucker top 10 in the WBA and ain't nobody heard of him? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, wait, hold on. Gabriel Mastry, Santiano, knock him the fuck out. Yeah, beat the shit out of him and give yeah. give Michael Fox his like you know his just do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like dude, yeah, dudes like this, Santiano, yeah, and this dude is the is number six in the WBA. Yeah, Santiano should get that fight because they'll knock him the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. So like. yeah, Santiano <laughs> beat the shit out of him. Honestly, Santiano might decision Castillo Clayton because with his with his forward pressure, he'll probably beat him. 
So, uh, but Shit, I want to mind Ugas. Give him Ugas. <laughs> yeah, at Ugas' age, you probably be able to beat him. But it it it, 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 it depends which Ugas shows up. Ugas could could win that. Yeah, but, Ugas uh, could very well stop him. <laughs> yeah, but but dudes, dudes like Stan Jonas and 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 Connor Ben and and Besputin and and Butaev, nah, Santian is not ready nah, for all that. Especially, especially Stan Jonas. Stan Jonas will fucking cripple his ass. Stan Jonas would break him to the fucking body. Yeah, Stan. Yeah, Stan Jonas hit too hard for that shit. Especially the way um the way Santian fights. Nah, you don't you don't want to focus Stan Jonas on the body shots. He'll he'll fuck your shit up. Um, oh my god! Wow. Because 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 throws a lot of punches, but his punch selection isn't that great, and he doesn't hit super hard. Like he he doesn't he doesn't sit down on a lot of stuff. He he throws a lot of punches going forward. That's why you know he has almost thirty fights, but only half knockouts. So yeah, he don't he don't hit that hard. Worse than Jonas will fucking he'll he'll crack this shit. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but and then, uh, and and Eduardo Baez is gonna fucking lose. Like, not only is he not that fantastic boxing wise, but he's not powerful. Like, he's not strong. I mean, He's probably gonna get knocked out. To be real. Yeah, I think, I think, I think that's a good comparison. Yeah, but I think that's pretty much it. I got, I got everything covered on the checklist. But uh, yeah, like I can't wait for the fights. It's gonna be a pretty lit card. Oh, also, uh, Tevin Farmer and Mickey Bay—they're fighting tomorrow. For anybody that wants to. To to actually watch that fight, I'll probably I'll um I'll probably go live for that fight. I'll probably you know try to stream it on my channel if I uh, like if I'm able to. But yeah, um. Oh yeah, shit! I totally forgot that, and that shit was supposed to be in Dubai. Yeah, supposedly it's in Arizona. It's in Phoenix. <laughs> in phoenix arizona <laughs> i'm curious now i gotta see who's on that card i think isn't isn't uh uh what's his name uh truck uh lorenzo truck Simpson supposed to be fighting on that shit yeah he's a co-main event oh okay thank god i'm glad i don't know what the fuck is happening with truck because truck was like a blue chip a blue chip prospect and then he just stopped fighting so i don't know what the fuck happened to his ass but yeah, um, he literally i literally heard him say on uh darren cunningham's youtube channel this is like months back where he said like yeah like i'm like you know i'm supposed to be fighting on <laughs> fighting on javante tank davis's um uh like tank davis's um undercard for like you know for the roly fight right yeah. and i'm like okay sweet so when that came around he wasn't on the card and i'm like oh wow so like what happened <laughs> so <laughs> after that they're both from baltimore so that's like, you know, helping nigga out. Type shit. Yeah, like it made no sense. <laughs> well, I'm looking at the card, and aside from Keenan, Carbajal, Tevin, and Mickey, and Truck Simpson, this card looked like a whole bunch of ass. Yeah. This card looks like fucking dog shit. And then look at the look at the opponents they got for some of these niggas. He's fucking, you got Daniel Hilton who's 2-0 going against a nigga that's like 0-5, like Oh my god, no, this is, man, this is Daniel Hilton. Who the hell is he? No fucking clue. <laughs> I have no idea. 
They got niggas. They got a bunch of dudes making their like pro debut and shit, or they're on like their second fight. Like, man, oh my god. All right, well, whatever. They can bullshit if they want to. I'm I'm just happy to see. Um, I'm happy to see a Mickey Bay getting bread because we all know he got fucked over. Uh, you know, a few times and shit. So I'm I'm happy to see him getting his bread. He deserves it. Cause I know sometimes when you're not tank under the uh, under the under the Mayweather program, sometimes you experience issues. Yeah. <laughs> you know, some sometimes you don't get you you don't get you just do. You don't get the fight you're supposed to be getting. So you know, I'm just, I'm happy to see you getting money. Yeah, I think I think Kevin's gonna beat him. I'm rolling with Bale now, one actually. I'm I'm rolling with Mickey. Yeah, I don't like like I don't I don't think Mickey has like, the athletic you know ability to handle him, but I think I think Tevin might get a clear unanimous decision or maybe 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 a split decision. I I don't know. I think I think Mickey's just too old, man. No, that's cool. I mean, yeah, Mickey is old. He's been out of the ring for quite some time. His reflexes and shit may not be all there, but I know he's been at the gym. I know he's been training Devin Haney and working with him. And I like Mickey Bay more, so fuck it. I, I'll admit it. I'm, I'm picking based on personal biases. I like Mickey Bay more. <laughs> like, I like him. Yeah, no, real shit. I, I like him personally. I like him more, so that's that's why I'm picking him. Yeah, but on top of that, like, you know, like of 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 like, uh, what does a like, like as far as uh, the victory that they get out of this, does this like? Get them closer back into the mix. Or... Oh hell no! They both will get destroyed right now. They they both just getting some money. Oh, <laughs> I don't I don't, I don't want to see either one of them in the mix for real. They'll get fucking murdered. PBC talking. or top rank smoke. <laughs> oh my fucking god! Like bro, like Mickey yeah, baby I... offered to fight Isaac Pitbull Cruz. <laughs> yeah, that is some shit like that. That wouldn't even go good. Like uh-uh, I don't want to see none of that. Seven Farmer, like Seven Farmer. First of all, Tevin Farmer can never punch. Tevin Farmer has no fucking punching power whatsoever. This nigga, he has thirty fights and like five knockouts and shit. So he can't punch for jack shit. Mickey Bay is a little bit better in that regard, uh, as far as punching power, because he comes from the Mayweather school of boxing. Uh, like Mickey Bay was school directed by Roger, Roger and and Mayweather, and that's that's also one of the other reasons I think he's gonna win because he has like that classical schooling. Whereas Tevin Farmer, you know. I mean, Tim Farmer's good and everything, but this nigga not sweepy. Uh, shit. Mickey Bay, fuck. Mickey Bay has 23 dubs and 11 knockouts. Damn, this nigga could barely punch himself. <laughs> Bro, Mickey Bay, man. I oh. wish he had power, man. It's just, it's, that's not something that the Mayweather School emphasizes, which is unfortunate. But, yeah, uh, but it's like most Mayweather fighters don't have, like, don't have power. It's just, I don't know. To me, at least, I don't. I don't think Mayweather fighters really have like a plan B if they can't hurt somebody, you know, in a real fight. Yeah, but it's going to be pretty interesting. Um, I think. I think it's going to be a very competitive fight. Um, I'm going to try to stream it on my channel because I hear that it's on internet pay per view, but I don't. I don't really see why the fight needs to be pay-per-view. <laughs> they pay-per-viewed that bullshit. Man, they nah, man, it. I'm fucking streaming that shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, yeah I'm, I'm not going to be able to do that. Them niggas, 
They about to get back sixteen seventy five from fucking pay per view. There ain't no fucking way. Yeah, that's why that I'm gonna stream it <laughs> because yeah. like I'm not because I'm not paying any money for that shit. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not gonna be able to do it. I'm sorry, Mickey. I want you to get your bread and everything, but I just can't do it. Honestly, I would have missed the fight if you didn't tell me because I didn't even know the niggas was real, real life fighting. Yeah, I know. I know that the card. You know, uh, starts at uh, starts around four o'clock in the afternoon Eastern Standard, so uh, that's what I hear. So I think I think what the main event will probably come out by like maybe like eight o'clock, nine o'clock, probably latest. Well, shit. I mean, hey, okay, but, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's good. That's, that's good shit. Um, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, I'll keep you updated. Uh, oh, for sure. Yeah, like I said, I'm happy for Mickey. Glad, you know, glad niggas, niggas getting bread again. But you know, I just, I can't. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not personally gonna be able to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> but Mickey's a good dude. Like I like Mickey. It's it's tragic what happens to him under Mayweather's management. And like I said, that's why that's why a lot of Mayweather people. If you're not tanked, you're gonna have a diff- you're gonna have a hard time getting fights, and that's what's terrible because Mayweather has a rather gifted stable. Like, like look at um look at Richardson Hitchens. He the dude the one forty belts are about to become available, and Richardson Hitchens is not even in position. Yeah, man, I told him I told him you know uh, back in the past that you know he should have been had like a title shot by now, and. You know, like I'm hoping that he gets a title shot because he deserves it. He should have been at least a champion or like a title challenger of some sort. But it's like the way he's been managed by his career, like I kind of felt I kind of feel like he's in that same position Terrence Crawford is in. He like, you know, he's not taking taking control of his career enough where he's letting people take advantage of his career and shit. And I mean, um, he hasn't even been that active, you know. He only had like a fight back in back in like what May, I think. But yeah, I mean, and keep in mind that fight was only because they thought that Tank might leave, so they were trying to give like Richard Hitchens some last minute fights. And as you can see, since Tank not leaving, they haven't talked about Richard Hitchens since. And, and 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 even and even then, that was just like a you know, that was a little fight against another one of their prospects, Malik Hawkins. Who they they fed to Subra and Matias? I don't know if that was on purpose or accident, but goddamn, they fed his ass to him, and that shit didn't go over well. But um, but also like I know you talked about how it's important that they know the business. Terrence Crawford has been boxing his entire life and is thirty four fucking years old. Richardson Higgins is basically still a kid. Like I don't know. Let me look up how old this nigga is. He's twenty four. He's gonna be twenty five next month. Right, and and I'm pretty sure that nobody at the Mayweather gym has sat down and talked to him about business and shit like that. So, so, so I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt in that respect. But he needs to start taking his career into his own hands. And I understand he wants to be loyal to Floyd because Floyd is money made. He's kind of an asshole, has a big personality, and will try to get revenge. Blah blah blah. blah. But it's about you, bro. Floyd has a bunch of money. Floyd. Floyd got all the bread. Floyd got all the accolades. He beat all the champions. He got all the hoes. He got everything. You're the one that needs shit. <laughs> that's why. That's why I get so mad at Floyd because he fucking he still act like he needs to be out here shaking ass every day. Like, bro, you did it already. 
you're Floyd fucking Mayweather. Nobody is ever going to take that away from you. And you're probably one of the most talented fighters to ever walk the face of the fucking earth. Like a smooth defensive fighter, like easily top five most defensive fighters of all fucking time. If not number one in that respect. You you made all the money. You got all the cars. You got all the houses. You got all the bitches. You got all the fame. What else do you need, bro? Step aside and let these little niggas get theirs. Like, Jesus Christ. I mean, Floyd, always... Floyd, uh, Floyd Mayweather is just a depressed old man. <laughs> yeah, man, he always out here trying to shake ass and show everybody he's the real, like, bro, we get it. You're Floyd. Good. Cool. Now step the fuck aside so we can get some fights in this bitch, man. God damn. Like, nobody wants to see you beat up your cousins and shit in Dubai. Nobody wants to see that shit. <laughs> we ain't talking about Conor McGregor, too. Like, nigga, sit down somewhere. Terrible, man. Terrible. I mean, I don't care. Get your money, but put Tank in some good fights. Put Richardson Hitchens in some good fights. Put fucking uh, whoever, like uh, like uh, Jaleel Hackett. I don't, I don't think he's Mayweather. Put him in some good fights. Like, get these people active. Fuck. Like, it's just it's annoying. Like, Floyd, Floyd is 50 uh, damn near and worries about his own fighting career more than these little niggas. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so that's all, that's, all, that's all I'm trying to say. Shit, take care, of, take care of your stable. Either take care of your stable or let them go, bro. Because I'm tired of seeing Leonard Ellaby on Twitter making excuses and shit. Because I think that's what's probably gonna happen. They're gonna they're gonna just end up leaving, and then they're probably gonna either go independent with the PBC or probably go with top rank. I won't be surprised. I mean, well, shit. Sometimes top rank struggle to get their people fighters, uh, get their people uh, fucking. Fights too, but I mean, you know, yeah, it is what it is. They can just make a deal with Showtime or, or some shit, but yeah, man. I mean, shit, even the zone, like, honestly, like, someone asked me a question, like, if you were a new boxer, which promotional company would you sign with? I said, I'll sign with fucking the zone. The zone, you get maximum bread for minimum work, you get a gang of promotion and like your first four fights. Because look, look what they're doing with, um, what's the name? Mark Castro, nigga, look like Elon Musk. Like, that dude has had five fights. He looked like shit in like two of them, yeah. and but 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 they're they're they they were trying to promote him as someone who could fight Devin Haney or some shit. I'm like, what? I'm like, man, bro, bro, like he's trying to use uh, Keyshawn Davis's name and be like, oh well, I beat him, I beat him in the amateur, so you know, you know, he won't be like a problem for me in the pros. Like, man, shut, shut, shut your little ass up. <laughs> Keyshawn, like uh, I, I can't speak for Andy Cruz or whatever. Even though I think Keyshawn beats Estes, I'm tell you right now, Keyshawn Davis will run Mark Castro the fuck over, like fucking knife through butter status. Mark Castro isn't fucking good. He's over there getting his ass touched on by some random dude we ain't never heard of before. Yeah, true. <laughs> so it's like I, I don't want to hear that shit. That's what. That's why. That's why him talking. Even even fucking uh what's his name? William Zapata. They were trying to make it seem like, oh, William Zapata might take Haney out. That motherfucker went in there and got <laughs> dropped by nobody. And then uh, all of a sudden that all, all of a sudden they shut all that bullshit up. I'm like, bro, this is what I be talking about. Now William Zapata trying to fight Haney's leftovers and see how he do. I'm like, exactly, bro. Like these dudes, like, you gotta let them prove something, man. Like, like, like in like Devin Haney. 
is literally at the top of his division, reigning over the entire division to the point where no one wants to fight him. And people still question his skill set. But then you want to certify niggas who don't even have 10 fights, who have never even touched a belt, who haven't even fought somebody who's kind of good? What the fuck? Niggas, niggas ain't even turned pro? Like, man, oh, shit, I can't yeah, get That's sad, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's shit, is, shit is nuts. Yeah, but I think this is a great-ass show, and I would like to go longer. But uh, I think I'm going to have to conclude here. But um, do you do you have any final words to bring to the audience? Uh, not really. Uh, you know, thank you, crowd, for having me. You know, I'm definitely glad I was able to make it and uh, get my internet back cracking. Uh, you know, just a few hours ago, I had to buy a new router and shit. But um, shit. But but yeah, no. Uh, Why well, didn't have to buy it? I just had to switch it out. But oh. um, oh okay. But yeah, no, uh, as far as this weekend, uh, well, tomorrow I'm picking Bay over Farmer. I like <laughs> Bay more, just keeping it like that. And I'm picking Tiafimo over Kampa. And and honestly, if, if Tiafimo loses this shit, I really don't want to hear from him ever again. I really don't. <laughs> like, for real, like, like, if, I'm like if, he, if he fucking, if he loses this shit, I really don't give, like, retire for all I care. <laughs> the, the same, the same as if Adrian Brunner loses to Omar Figueroa because Omar Figueroa was fucking vomiting blood from body shots from fucking Abel Ramos, who already had like four losses. So he's getting beat up. So I'm like Adrian, if you lose to Omar Figueroa, who can barely box himself, I don't ever want to hear from you again. Agreed. Like really, I love me some AB, but if you can't manage to beat Omar Figueroa, who fights with his fucking hands down. Get the fuck out of boxing. I don't, I don't ever want to hear from you again. I really don't. Yes, sir. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much my thoughts, too. Uh, I don't I don't want to hear back from Teofimo if he does get KO'd by Pedro. And uh, same same thing with Adrian Broner. Like, you know, I like, I like AB, but nah, man, you got to leave it if you're not made, you know, the same for the professionals. But... Can't uh, can't uh, can't wait for it because I think I think Adrian Broner might surprise us. He just gotta let his hands go. If Adrian Broner just threw punches, he would probably be undefeated right now. He, yeah, he, he would have knocked yeah. out. He would have knocked out way more people. It's just like it's just like if, if Amir Khan had thrown more body shots in his career, he probably well he wouldn't be undefeated, but he probably wouldn't have lost some shit. Yeah. Like, like, look at, look at what Amir. Like, people forget Amir Khan stopped my. Like, I don't, well, I don't know if he stopped him, but Amir Khan like beat up my Donna. Yeah, he was beating his ass. Yeah, he he beat he beat up my Donna and he dropped him with a clean ass uh with a with a clean ass body shot. Yeah, he so, had like great execution. Yeah, he just didn't go to the body very often with other people, like uh like. Like real quick, yeah, Marcus, yeah, Marcus Madonna, he UD'd him, but he would have got way more people by there if he would have went to the body more. But you know, it is what it is. Yeah. But yeah, like I appreciate you know the time and uh, you know like I gotta I gotta do this again. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much for having me on. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much, and um, I'll uh, talk with you soon. All right. Good night. Night, everybody. Yep. Uh, thank you. All right, y'all. 
Uh, thank you guys for watching this uh, great episode for the podcast. Y'all already know who I am. I'm KRod7435. Back at it with uh, another good live stream once again. And uh, yeah, man, I'm just going to keep grinding. You know, like I've been sick, obviously. Like I, you know, I was sick with the COVID once again. So I'm just staying home, quarantining, doing doing what I got to do. But uh, um, I will very well be staying home and I'll be putting in, you know, like a lot of work in for the channel. So I'll see you guys very, very soon. And uh, yeah, I will catch you guys later. And be sure to like, rate, share, comment the video, and I'll see you guys very, very soon. So salute to the mighty, mighty LDBC, and salute to TWT. Shout out to all the channels, uh, BFTB, uh, Skywalker Boxing, shout out to Drew Titan, kind of local sports, um, everybody, man. So, oh, Artman Boxing, like, you know, everybody. So uh, I'll see you guys later. Thank you, Dehive, for coming through, and can't can't wait to do this uh, post post fight live <laughs> come this um, upcoming Sunday. So the Saturday is gonna be lit. I'll see you guys there. Um, I'll be I'll, I'll, um, I'm definitely gonna live stream the Mickey Bay uh, uh, Tevin Farmer fight. Um, I'm definitely like you know I'm definitely gonna do it. I don't I don't give two craps about it, but it's definitely not gonna be worth like a like you know worth a copyright. Um, like, like, you know, for anybody watching, but, um, I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to do it. I'm definitely going to take a little risk, but yeah, I'll see you guys very, very soon. And, um, yeah, until next time. So be sure to like, rate, comment the video and check, check this episode out for the podcast for anybody watching, you know, off of any other platforms. And yeah, I'll see you guys later. Have a good night and peace out and goodbye.